Hey guys, brand new podcast, and we are in the magic hours of Sober October. The magic hours, baby. I think the twilight hours, right? Magic hours is when the sun's setting and you can drink. It's the magic. Uh, no, wait, wait. Oh, martini. We're in our martini shot. That's what I meant to say. Oh, uh, the martini shot? The martini shot. I think that's manana. No, it's actually, I don't know if I'm going to start drinking. Oh, really? Tomorrow. Yeah. That's so funny. You know what? I was today thinking I wish you wouldn't start drinking again. Easy. Well, then now I'm definitely doing it because you don't tell me what to do in my fucking life. No, you've been really, um, I think you've finally gotten kind of settled. In the beginning, I think you were a bit rocky emotionally. And I feel like you've kind of settled emotionally. So it's nice when you're settled. I feel settled right now. I feel very settled right now. Yeah, I know. I wish I didn't have to go to, to the improv. I'd like to go work out all night because we're still in the fucking weight loss challenge. Yeah. Weight loss challenge has been fun. It's been a little stressful, a lot more stressful than I ever imagined it to be. Your hat looks big. Did you lose weight in your head? I did lose weight in my head. Did you really? I've lost weight everywhere. I th- I mean, I, I don't know how much I've lost weight, but I think my measurements, I think I'm... I think I'm guessing tomorrow? I'm, I'm, we don't, we haven't measured technically, but we've, uh, ballparked it and I'm roughly a couple inches smaller than I was. Who's we? Me and Halston. I guess technically, oh. I don't know. We're not sure. Uh-huh. We're not sure. Uh, I'm going to weigh myself tomorrow. I put, just put that on Instagram. If you want to check out my measurements, I'll read them to you. Halston, do you still have them? Yeah. Um, my measurements were, I, can, I got them right here. I weighed 246 pounds when this started. My chest was at 49. That's across the nipples, 49 inches. Stomach around the belly button was 47 inches. Waist, 44. Biceps, 16. Thigh, 26 inches. And calf, 15 inches. Uh, yeah, I, I would I would do this. I liked last year's better with um, hot us yoga. all doing hot yoga. So funny. I just said that today on the podcast it was I did more this morning. inclusive for us. It was, it was more less, camaraderie. It was less um, stressful for yeah. you. This has been really stressful because it's been a little bit all-consuming. It has been. No, no, no. The mm-hmm. working out's been all-consuming. Uh-huh. I'm doing two or three a days, sometimes four a days. And, uh, and I've gotten to a place where obviously I think I have lost weight only because it's harder for my heart rate to get up on what I used to do. So now I'm having to push myself harder. When right. I first started a spin class, I would get 225 points for it. And today I did a spin class and I got 135 points. And right. I pushed myself just as hard, but I'm not. But you're in better shape. I'm in a better shape, a little bit. I'm in a lot better shape, a lot better, exponentially better shape than I was a month ago. Mm-hmm. Just no booze, sleeping well. Um, sleeping well. I mean, you're going to bed at like 930. 930. I really you're like, like an it. old man. If I could just find a way to make the road a little less um, tedious. Maybe you should do 4 p.m. shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then all you guys get out of work early on Thursday and Friday. Totally. And then you can all go to bed by nine thirty. I'm in West. I'm in Virginia Beach this weekend. Uh, all shows are sold out. And then I will tell you the only, the only available tickets I think for any of my shows, maybe some in San Francisco in November, December, and then New Year's Eve I'm in Brea. So if you're coming to, that's the last time I'll be in a club for a year. Yeah. I won't. Be, I mean, I'll be at the store and you'll and, be doing theaters. That's the last time I'll be in the clubs in a comedy club for one year. It's going to be my my swan song for comedy clubs, and then I'll go back to comedy clubs after that. I'll do the theaters for this next year. We always already planning out the second half of the year, and and thank you for everyone who bought uh, tickets to the Body Shots World Tour. Uh, we have added shows and everywhere we can add shows. We've added third shows, fifth shows. We've added a bunch of shows, and that I'm telling you from the bottom of my heart. And I don't know if if anyone else will share this with you, but 
when you go to, to make the leap to theaters, and I'm sure I've said this on a podcast, but I'll say it one more time. No one is certain you'll sell a ticket. And it's a very pivotal role, a pivotal time in your career is that you have a special. No one knows if people watched it. They know if people watched it. They don't know if Netflix doesn't give you the numbers. They don't know if people liked it. They don't know if people will go make the leap from clubs to theaters. And it defines you as an artist. That one time that you make the leap to theaters, it can make or break your career. It And I know I'm putting a lot on it, but I'm telling you, I was very nervous making the leap to theaters because I'm a club I'm a club comic. I always thought of myself as a club comic. I'm like a tell. And a tell never went to theaters. And uh, and I all I can say is from the very bottom of my heart, you took a very stressful time in my life and you bought tickets to come see me in your town in a theater and I will not let you down. I will be as focused as I've ever been when it comes to material, I'll party with after the shows. I'll be taking a tour bus wherever I can hang out. I will. Whatever meet and greets I can do, I will do. And it's all new material. And, and I'm telling you right now, it, I, what I'm working on, where it, where it will be by the time, I'm, I'll be very proud of it. I have one joke that is the best thing that I've ever been a part of. Really? My, oh, yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. It's the proudest. It's the one bit that I'm so excited to tell every time because I know the reaction when it's done. Is it a period party? No, a period party's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, about Starbucks. Anyone who knows oh, the bit. Oh, that one. Anyone who knows the bit, it's like, oh, that is a slammer. And I got a new bit that I uh, I had a joke about you laughing me out of your pussy. What? Uh, but, but when we have sex and you started laughing and I kind of shot out. Uh-huh. And I said to Jay Okerson, we did a live podcast, and I said... Uh, I said, yeah, it was, I've said something about getting laughed out of my wife's vagina and he lost it. And I said, it was like, he goes, what does it feel like? I said, it's like you're getting kicked out of a bar at 2 a.m. Like, nope, nope, nope. Keep going, keep going. And he goes, and then were her vagina lips swinging open like saloon doors. Like, oh my God. Not here, big guy. Anyway, it's going to be a great hour of material. Oh my God. Um, you know, my dad's coming to one of those shows. Well, don't worry. I won't be sharing that at the Tabernacle two shows. No uh, slapping vagina Not adding lips. a third show in Atlanta. So if you want to get your tickets, uh, if there's still tickets, please get them. Go to BurtBurtBurt.com if you want to see me on the Body Shots World Tour Australia. We will be announcing those dates shortly. We have signed off on the tour. I think our deal points are straight, and we will be in Australia. Do you remember the dates we're in Australia? June. So I think it's June 17th to the 29th, somewhere in there. Yeah. And somewhere so Australia, get ready. And then... All the cities I'm not hitting on this tour will be hitting at the end of the fall, uh, in the middle of the fall. I'm going to take a couple months off and tap the fuck out. Today's podcast, if you support my podcast, just support my sponsors. That's all I ask. You come see me on the road. You buy our merch. By the way, sold out of those cups. Uh, Sold out so fast. We don't have them. I mean, I sold out. We sold out so fast. The secret time party hardy cups that we reordered. And before I even finished placing the reorder... That reorder sold out. Yeah, so... So I've had to reorder again. Uh, the Party Hardy Cups, I just got them because I wanted to have a Tito's and soda in one. And then we thought we'll make them. We'll sell them cheap. I don't, we're not making a, a profit. We're, we're, making we're making a profit. I think we make like... Just barely. We're making like... order, we make like a we couple hundred like, dollars. We make like a dollar a cup. So, but we just... I just wanted people to have them. If you like having big... Uh, I, lately, it's been Kool-Aids for me. Yeah. But if you like... Uh, it's Kool-Aids with five... It's the little packets. It only yeah, has five dollars. Yeah. But if you like uh, a big double Tito's and soda and a big glass, that's what I'll be drinking them out of. I like that kind of cup. The kind you get at like barbecue restaurants. Yeah, That's what yeah. it is. It is. That is exactly what it is. And so, I think it's like four for 12 bucks or four something. Four for 12, yeah. Four for 12. We literally make one dollar per cup. 
Yeah. So it's it's not a profit. It's, it's just it's something about, I thought was cool. It's about having fun. Yeah, it's like the the challenge coins, which we haven't really announced how we're going to give them out. But we haven't we really have them. figured it out. But we I think have I'm going to bring them with me on the road. I know that if we're going to figure something, I don't know. I don't know. We're figuring They're coming. Out. We have them. They're in my garage. Once again, go to burtburtburt.com. You can get any merch. You can get any of my There's Secret dates. Time pajamas. Secret Time pajamas are on there. They're really cute. Yeah, so you could buy pajamas and a cup. And there's your there's your holiday uh, attire. Your Sunday is set. Set, and and you can get a machine hoodie, and you're you're all. I mean, that'd be awesome. Today's podcast is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring? There are job sites that send tons of the wrong resumes to sort through. That is not smart. There are job sites that make you wait for the right candidates to apply for your job. That is not smart. You know what's not smart? Using your relatives to fill in for you at work while you're looking for staff. That is definitely not smart. You know what else is not smart? Making the lottery your centerpiece for your retirement plan, as well as letting your friends pick your karaoke songs. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast today, and the ZipRecruiter is their sponsor, and they read that line about lottery, t- letting your friends pick your lottery. Your, what, and I couldn't stop thinking of other ZipRecruiter. You know what else isn't smart? What? You know, I, I, they're all uh, not brand friendly uh, in this read. Uh, I you see. know what is smart? Going to ZipRecruiter.com slash BurtCast to hire the right person. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. It's a power. It's powerful matching technology. Scans thousands of random resumes. Identifies people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job and actively invites them to apply. So you get qualified candidates fast. That's why ZipRecruiter is native, rated number one in the U.S. This rating comes from... The hiring sites on Trustpilot with over a what? thousand reviews. What are it's you written saying? In, it's written in uh, parentheses. Oh, I so see. So I think they want it I whispered. Sote voce. Right now, my my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at www.ziprecruiter.com slash BertCast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash BertCast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash BertCast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash BertCast. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. You know what I love about ZipRecruiter? What? Their commercials online are done so far on TV are done so well. Yeah. What they do is they put the guy's watching college football and they have all the big colleges in the background. Yeah. And like a fucking idiot, I'm watching the ZipRecruiter commercial and I go, hey, they got Florida State up there. What is he talking about? And then I go, all oh, those motherfuckers. That's very smart. This podcast is also brought to you by Legacy Box. What's Legacy Box? Very quickly, without reading the copy, I'll tell you. It is a service where you send in your DV tapes, your uh, VHS tapes, your pictures, your whatever. Yeah, whatever you got. You send it into them and then they transcribe it or translate it into digital copies of what you need and then send it back to you i think transfer not transfer. transcribe transfer. transfer they just send yes. you back a note they, this is a they, picture of you and your dad they uh, you're saying you guys are on top of a mountain and it's beautiful <laughs> um we i was super excited to get them as a sponsor because i have tons and tons of video which i will be posting on instagram uh very shortly i have all the episodes of hurt Bert. i have all the episodes of 
the X show. I've got my interview with Slash. I've got the first time I did stand up. I've got them all on DV tapes. You all and Caroline's. VH, me at Caroline's. All me performing with a shirt on. Yeah. On VHS tape. And I had no way to get them onto my computer. You know I love uploading shit. You know I love logging shit. You know I love editing shit. I'd love to do a sizzle reel for Bert, for Hurt Bert. I would love that. Mm-hmm. And now I get the opportunity thanks to Legacy Box. We've sent all these things to Legacy Box. And in a very quick time, I'm sure this is in the copy somewhere. They will send it back to us, and then I will, uh, I will, I will edit it. Uh, reasons why unable to play the recordings because you don't have a VCR. No one has a fucking VCR anymore. Enjoy the nostalgia and relive the glory days. You know what's great? Find some videos you have right now and send them into Legacy Box and get them before Christmas, and then make that for your parents. A nice, great idea. Um, you can literally you can throw it into iMovie and it'll make it for you. You just put in things and it'll look great. And Isla does it all the time. But it is super easy. Send in your legacy box filled with old home movies and pictures, and they will do the rest. Professionally digitize your moments onto a thumb drive, digital download, or DVD. I'm going to choose... I'm going to probably do a digital download. I think that's the easiest. I'll also ask for a thumb drive. I don't need the DVD. Easy to follow instructions. Safe Safety barcodes included for every item. Receive all your original recorded moments back along with perfectly preserved digital copies. Get personalized updates every step of the way. Receive up to 12 personalized email updates. Legacy Box is the world's largest, most trusted digitizers of home movies and photos. Over 450,000 families have trusted Legacy Box. Wow. Over a decade of experience, all this work is done by hand in the U.S., Trust me, I am using them, and I know we're going to f- see a big peak in this when I start posting these videos and I get my videos back. Right. But if you want to get the jump on that before you see what they've sent me, go right now. God damn, I keep taking my glasses off. There's never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories. Visit leg- LegacyBox.com to get started today. Plus, for a limited time offer, they're offering my listeners an exclusive discount. Go to LegacyBox.com. Dot com slash Bertcast to get forty percent off your first order. That's Whoa. a lot. Let me say that again. Go to legacybox.com slash Bertcast to get forty percent off your first offer or save two hundred dollars on the largest largest legacy box kit. Go to legacy.com legacybox.com slash Bertcast and save forty percent today. Start preserving your past. Joey Diaz is calling right now. He was awesome on uh, on his Netflix, The Degenerates. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're gonna all go trick or treating tomorrow. I think I was gonna him and Eddie oh, is Bravo. he coming over here? I think Eddie Bravo and him are gonna maybe come over here. Oh really? Yeah, just giving you a heads up. Okay. Um, this podcast is also brought to you by fucking Beachbody. Let me tell you something. I love Beachbody. Thank you, Beachbody. Yeah. I'm not probably gonna win this contest. Joe's gonna win this contest, but your Beachbody app. For those of you that don't know, Beachbody is an easy-to-use streaming service. It gives you instant access to a wide variety of super effective workouts you can do from the comfort of your living room and or hotel room 24-7. They have all the hits. They got P90X, Insanity, 21-Day Fix, T25, Brazilian Butt Lift, Pio, Hip Hop Abs, 3-Week Yoga Retreat, and more. They're trainers, and trainers are so fucking important. They really are. They're more than just someone that tells you what to do. They're someone that motivates you. As someone who's been working out all month, 
a good trainer is almost as good as a good training regimen. I agree. If not better. Someone who makes you giggle and makes you it makes you feel like you can do it too and expresses the importance of what this workout means for you. Totally. I love the fucking beast mode guy. I know. I love do. that guy. Yeah. He makes me giggle and I don't mind lifting weights with him. Right. I don't know if it's because he doesn't speak English that well. <laughs> I don't know if that's what it is, but God damn it. I love that guy. They've got all the best trainers. They've got Sean T, Charlene Johnson, Tony Horton, Autumn Calabrese. They've got the best programs from bodybuilding to weight training to yoga to cardio hit to dance workouts. And you can work out for as short as 10 minutes anywhere you want, anytime you want. I will be working out again tonight. That's right, Tom Segura. I understand you're fucking sandbagging this goddamn contest. I understand you're pretending to be sick, but you're really on PEDs. My point is, this this platform is phenomenal if you want to get in shape it has got everything you need and right now my listeners can get it for absolutely absolutely free um leanne did the 21 day fix and it changed her life i think she's going to do it again yeah it was a really great experience and you still do the workout I that's still the do other the workout, thing that's yeah. beautiful about this is you do the workouts with them and then you get the cheat code for you to do it by yourself when you're like fuck i gotta do a quick one yeah i've been doing the beast modes arm workout i do spin class and come home and do beast modes arm workout every day arm and shoulders and back right now change your life get in shape and do it with this platform you my listeners can get a special free trial membership including their 14 day result plan where you can lose up to nine pounds in the first two weeks wow why the fuck did i do that when you text bert to 30 30 30 let me say that again my listeners get a free special trial membership including their third their new 14-day result plan where you can lose up to nine pounds in the first two weeks when you text BERT to 303030. You get full access to the entire platform all for free. The workouts, the nutritional information, all the results. All you got to do is text BERT to 303030. Look, here's a little program maintenance. Focus T25, Payo, 21-day fix, P90X, Beast Body. Beast Body, that's my guy. Beast Body. I love him. Three-week yoga. This podcast is also brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is... A part of the family. It is a part of the family. What are we having tonight from Blue Apron? Tonight, it is um, turkey paninis. Turkey paninis, Blue Apron. We... I just put their read away, but I don't really need to even read their read. I'll tell you what you need to know from Blue Apron. They send you the freshest ingredients to your door. With that, there is a menu that's been created by a top-notch chef. That chef has the whole meal planned out. It's inexpensive, meaning it's going to cost the entirety. Every meal's under ten under ten dollars per person. Right. That's so you're right. not you're not going to break the bank. Whereas if you go to the store, you're breaking the bank. Every meal you can make in probably under twenty five minutes. They're quick to make. We've never spent longer than forty five minutes ever on a meal, and those are the early meals. Right. They've got three different plans. You can get the two person plan, the four person plan, or the meal plan. You can the varieties through the roof. You can pick the meals you want. And, uh, and, and I tell you right now, they make home cooking accessible for everyone. And for us, it's more important than just the home cooking. It's our whole family sitting down together at the table and having dinner. It has changed our life as a family. No joke. The reason we eat every night when I'm in town together and the girls eat every night together is entirely Blue Apron. If you are a father or a mother and you're listening to this going, I wouldn't mind including that. Listen, 
You definitely don't need Blue Apron, but it helps to start it. It's kind of amazing. Get, it, it gets you into the... It get, Blue Apron got us into the habit of eating together. Yes. We weren't doing that until we started using Blue Apron. Right. It was a silly copy point in their fucking copy of a, a family that cooks together, eats together, a family that eats together, stays together, whatever. And I read it not even realizing how important it was. And it's changed our family. Mm-hmm. All I'll say is Blue Apron, thank you. Thank you, Blue Apron. Um... Let's see if there's anything new, quick and easy, cooking. This week, check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free at blueapron.com slash BurtCast. That's right. You get your first three meals for free. What the fuck are you waiting for? That's blueapron.com slash BurtCast to get your first three meals for free. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Coming up, tomato and basil pesto pizza, stir fried chicken, first stir fried chili chicken with broccoli and rice. Seared steaks with homemade steak sauce. Seared beef dumplings with jasmine rice. Those, dude, those beef dumplings are going to be fucking phenomenal. Today's podcast is a burner. Let me tell you something. If you like open tabs and you heard us talk about uh, Country Mama, Southern Mama. Well, we talk about Southern Mama a tad bit in this podcast. Who's Southern Mama? Southern Mama is an internet guy who uh, started doing a stand-up and had a meltdown at, at uh, Montreal. Oh, yeah. And we were not critical. We just were open about him uh, and, and his path and his journey. And the, my guest today, Rocky Dale Davis, toured with him for like two years. And he opens up about Southern Mama. And, and, and in a way that it was very uh, cathartic for him, I think they had, they, it, was a, it, was a, it was a tumultuous relationship uh being a comic and dealing with an internet star and and the size venues and the mm-hmm. and, and all of it he talks about uh we talk about uh anally receiving dildos yeah. touring, with touring with ralphie rocky dale davis has a netflix or an epic special uh it's on right now it's what's it on halston unprotected sets, unprotected sets. Season, one, season one episode four it's on epics it's produced by wanda sykes and it is phenomenal. It's a bunch of young comics doing like 15 to 30 minutes. And it and it's the way young comics should be presented to the industry. And he is absolutely hilarious. I've had some great times with him on the road. On the road. He was there when I first started selling tickets two years ago. We worked together in New Jersey. And we went outside and lit a joint. And as we lit it, snow started to fall. Beautiful moment. And it was a beautiful moment. I love Rocky. He's a funny guy. And man, this guy is remember when you got on remember when you first fell in love with podcasts and you're like who the fuck is this guy well this is rocky dale davis that's how that works he's great for podcasts because he's an open fucking book and he'll tell you anything am i right we had a fucking great time this is the day just to put it in perspective that i went on a hike with ari and i had hurt my foot and i thought it was fucking broken so if you hear me talk about a broken foot in here uh know that it got better Magically. Magically. Next honestly. day. Yeah, the next day it got better. Miracle. It wasn't a miracle. It was ice. It was a miracle. It was a Christmas miracle in sober October. Yep. It was a Christmas miracle. Mm-hmm. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Rocky Dale Davis. This is... Obsessed with fucking. How'd you roll your ankle, man? Uh, I was hiking with Ari today. He looked good. Like, I saw him a couple days ago. Yeah, he looks. He's doing great. Yeah, he looks awesome, man. 
he has uh, he's lost a ridiculous amount of weight, almost unhealthy. How you much has he lost? He's lost. He's skinny as fuck. We went hiking today. <laughs> you can almost see abs in him. Yeah, that's what that's what when I when I came up and I like I gave him like a and I was like, I said, damn dude, like he's like your arms look like like you've like been working out for sure. It's been fucking this. I mean, <laughs> Tom's sick. I've been sick. I rolled my ankle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do now, dude? I don't know. I got a rowing machine. I guess do a rowing machine. I just got look. If I can fucking throw up. It just becomes like a fucking war of attrition now. And you just go, all right, so I get on a rowing machine and I do 100 points, which is 30 minutes. You got to keep your heart rate at 80 for 30 minutes. That's not easy. Or no, you keep your heart rate at... That, I'm talking in this fucking app. This yeah. is the biggest problem is that this app is... I'm All I'm working out is in this app mentality. You yeah. know everything that's going on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, I've listened to it, yeah. And so it's all about the app. I ran 20 miles the other day, and I just, it's all about the app. So I just was looking at the app. Yeah. I don't even know I ran 20 miles. I just needed to get to 700 points. Yeah, yeah. And so it's fucking insanity. I mean, this is like every time you do, we do something like this, it becomes like this towards the end. We're like, <laughs> with the hot yogas, we were like, Tom was really losing his mind. Like, yeah. Towards the end, he started hating yoga, like hating it. Yeah. Me too. Ari and I had to go for, we were at the All Things Comedy Festival last year. And I had to get in the middle of it, go, and go do a fucking hot yoga class. We could hit hit 15. My girlfriend does yoga, like, all the time. And I work out, like, a lot. But she, when I told her about that, she's like, damn. She's like, and like she's like, she's 9% body fat dancer. You know, does yeah. yoga all the time. She's Are like, you living in New York now? No, no, no. I live in Vegas. What? Yeah. That's, the fuck you living I, that's in what I'm Vegas saying. The last time I've seen you, I've, it's been a lot. There's been, like, so much happened. Wait. Um, I'm trying to think. So I saw you in January of 17 because that was before I dropped. I got dropped from Darren's tour, right? The Southern Mama thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw you in. Wait, you, why'd you get dropped from this? Why tour? didn't? So I. Uh, so they. I hated that tour. You know, hated it. And um. And then Reg was like, "I can get you on." Wait, have you guys, have you come clean with how you feel about that guy? What? I fucking hate him. No. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> no. there was a time where you were like, you were like, yeah, yeah. party lines. You were like. No, yeah, he's yeah, not no, a bad guy. no, 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 because the, so he was an asshole to work with, and it was I think it was the manager because we were friends, remember? We were friends like before. Yeah, the manager is the one. Are we on my way? Yeah, we're okay, on cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, I'll say, I'll say whatever. I just want to make sure. No, so um, I was the manager was the reality show guy, right? And he was like a he was he was came from like he managed the Buck Wild people or whatever. And then With the MTV people, you remember the people? So he he yeah. was like one of their managers or whatever. And then when he, I remember the first, we always had arguments from the start. Like I remember one time he's like, he didn't pay me for the gigs, and he's like, hey, I'm gonna wire it to you. And I was like, I was like, okay, I was like, I should be getting it. He's like, oh, I did not send. And I'm like, no, I didn't get it. He's like, oh, I'll just pay next time I see you then. And I'm like, no, no, just just wire me the money. Like we we did three sold out shows. Give me yeah. the money, you know. And we always had problems. One time he was like, I'm not going to fly your ass back because they, they pay for my flights. And, yeah. they, and they're like, I'm not going to fly you back to New York. I'm not paying for your trips around the country. I'm like, dude, you literally, this was the agreement. You can't, and you can't say you're not going to pay me for my flights once I get here and I'm already you doing the gigs. You can't get someone to somewhere and then go, I'm not flying you around the country. No. That's how you get them home. Because he literally, he, he, <laughs> he bought like a round trip flight from like Carolina to Oklahoma. And I'm like, no, dude, no. Like you, you have to fly me back where I was. He's like, well, it's cheaper. I'm like, I don't give a fuck if it was cheaper. You have to fly me where I'm going to go. Yeah. Like, so we always had huge problems with him. I was living in New York at the time. This is the manager that the manager, that yeah. Chris Red got in the fight with. Yeah, cool. Because yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's a piece of shit. He thinks, I mean, he's just, he's, he doesn't know about comedy. He thinks he does. He thinks he's cheating the system. 
system or whatever. And so then Darren was, I was always cool with Darren and then Darren slowly started to change and just become like a, like an asshole. And I was like, and I, I really, I was telling other people on the tour, I'm like, Hey, I can't do this anymore. I was like, I know it's good money, man. Yeah. I was like, I was like, but I just, I can't, I, I, I hate work. I, I hate the shows here because he was so bipolar all the time and he was starting to believe what the manager was saying, you know? And then, um, so we quit touring in like November. So then December and January, he was, didn't tour at all because he wanted the time off for like holidays or whatever. So I was like, all right, cool. So I wasn't making any money then because I didn't, I didn't get told that to like the very end of that. So I didn't have any gigs booked. I was like, I got credit cards. I got a little money saved up. I'll be fine, you know? Yeah. So then I go and uh, it's like January, I get like a bad toothache. When I work with you at the Stress Factory the first time, I had a toothache that week that was like debilitating yeah. where yeah. like I would like, if I would eat something, I would just, I would like fall. It hurt yeah. so bad. So I met a dentist with them and I went to the dentist in Nashville the week after that and he fixed the two for free and he's like gave me an evaluation of how much I would need to get my teeth fixed. It was like $16,000. I remember you talking to me about this. Do you remember? How, yeah. Yeah. So because I, I, that was after, before were, after Buffalo because we did, we did, we it was, did. It was at, at Buffalo you told me about the, about, no, it was after Buffalo. Well, because I, cause I worked with you as Stress Factor was first then Buffalo. So I, I don't remember which one it was. Yeah. But so one of them, I basically, I fe- he's like, hey, here's how much you need. And I saw, I was like, I was like, I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to make this year should be making a good bit of money. You know, I asked for a raise on the tour because look, I get, they're not coming to see me. I totally understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. when we're doing a crowd of 3,200 people with tickets ranging between 25 and a hundred dollars a piece and you sell six grand in merch and I do 30 minutes and you do 25, look, man, give me, how about instead of giving me 500 bucks, you give me a thousand or, yeah. and then I'm like, like if it's theater nights, give me, just give me a thousand. If it's over, if it's over 1200 seats, give me a thousand. Yeah. Like, you know, not anything crazy. So they were like, they actually told me, they're like, Hey, we're going to pay to fix your teeth. We're going to, we're going to front the money for it and you can just pay us back. And I was like, you know what, man, maybe I was wrong. You know, and was it just a cavity? No, no, no. So I, my mom has, my whole family has bad teeth and I drank soda for a while. So you can't tell it, but I have like the worst teeth. Like I have like, I have really? terrible teeth. Yeah. Nobody, nobody can ever tell it. But like, if, if I showed you, like I need so much work done and I'll yeah. occasionally knock on wood, like have like times where like my teeth are, I can't get out of bed because it just hurts so bad. And it's yeah. just too, it's just too expensive. And a lot of it counts as cosmetic because they'd have to repair the whole tooth. So even though like it's like a problem with the nerve, they'd have to repair the tooth back in with like a veneer or something, which are like a grand a piece, you know, I, or whatever. I, I just put veneers in my daughter's <sighs> mouths. They have really bad teeth too. I have really bad teeth. Yeah, it's like it's I have I have the worst teeth, and it's just it sucks. I can't eat cold ice cream. I can't like I'll, I'll I can't it just suck. So, anyways, they're gonna front the money. Then uh, the time happened. Uh, the time goes by. I asked about a raise. He like he said we'll talk about it. we'll talk about it later. I think it was four days before the first tour date. We're booked out the next five months with them. Um, he's like, hey, sends me a message. Uh, he's like, hey, well, we're not going to give a raise. We feel like we go above and beyond already paying you. And I was like, okay. And then he was like, we're also going to cut your travel money down. So instead of paying for all flights and that's hotels. The, that's the exact opposite of what I wanted. That's li- like, and he's fucking, and he, and he cut it down to, I think it was, uh, it was 300. And it has to be a minimum of nine flights. If you're flying from New York, that's that's one round trip, maybe to like to to Virginia Beach, maybe three hundred. So you're basically just cutting all my money out. And then they're also they were going to one show a night at one show a night, which then it cuts my money down on that because we're not doing clubs anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, I would make that featuring that the Funny Bones for you know you know Bootylicious or whatever. You know, like I yeah. can't. That's not Is any that a money. Real person. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like a real person. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. He did. He did. He did Def Jam in '94. Yeah. Um, so I did that, and then I just I I'm a private person. Too, and I was like, I'll go fucking broke before I let somebody like you know just do this to me. 
So I politely said no, though. I was like, no, I'm good. I appreciate the offer. Um, and then Darren texted me and was like, you're a fucking idiot, man. You just lost a huge opportunity. You're going to make so much money. Hope your career doesn't tank and all this bullshit. And I was just like, I'm done. Like, I'm dude, done with them. What the fuck, dude? That's so... It just it just speaks to the the like how little how little how little in the business he is because yeah. i would never if if i if i sent well, someone you, I've, <laughs> I've had i've sent a lot of people offers to work with me yeah and they've said no and i've never texted them like you just fucked yourself buddy yeah dude it's like it's like it's it just it blew my mind because we were friends first like yeah you that's guys the you thing. guys knew each other like i came in with you like when i came in with you like it was just I, you were a guy i worked with i like I'm, i i liked working with you you're unbelievable and like so if you if you were like to be like hey Stan, i don't want you to tour with me anymore i'd be like oh, i get that but it's yeah. like and then like but for you like to be like if you like sent me an offer and i said no like if you'd be rude like i i would even understand that more but it's like i've slept at his house i've met his family before yeah. you know and that's why i like like it just and dude like to like you know because i went from 2016 uh comedy central mtv touring with ralphie uh you know killing like doing all that kind of stuff to 2017 the beginning of the year that happening and then going completely broke and not having any money and my mom who had become accustomed to me like giving her money now i'm like hey i don't i don't know what i'm gonna do so i called laura at the funny bone she's like i'll try but you know we usually book out like four to five months in advance yeah and i'm just trying to scrape anything i'm living in new york at the time I like it just no, nothing's going the way I want it to. I'm completely broke. I have no money. I'm just and I'm just literally searching. And I, I didn't. I left New York. I started doing some comedy zone gigs, just trying to do anything. And I mean, 2017 was like one of the worst, especially financially, like of my life. Because then I went from getting my teeth fixed and not. And I'm still having the problems with them. And then I try to get on cruise ships. And then I get with a cruise ship agent who takes four weeks to pay me after the cruise ship. So then about the time the payment gets in, everything's overdrafted. And yeah. it just, I mean, that was rough. I met my girlfriend in 2017, but that was like the only thing of that year that was worth anything. Like, I mean, literally from, from January to, to the end of November, like it was just miserable. I pawned everything I owned. Do it when you're young. Yeah. That's, that's the I mean, side. trust me when I say <laughs> I've been, I've been there with kids. Yeah. Oh, that's, I couldn't imagine. It's, it's, it's there's people listening right now with kids going, but that's the thing that makes comedy makes great comics is like there are people going through that right now like, i made a joke about uh, having friends that have money giving advice about how to raise kids yeah i was like i, I was broke when i had kids <laughs> yeah. I, I can't take rich people's advice dude a 50 year old rich man's <laughs> advice so you can't talk to bill burr about how to raise kids or rogan or tommy yeah like they're all fucking they're they're grown-ups but like i was making 700 dollars a week with two children dude it's yeah and then i go i go from that i mean i love those guys i'm not shitting <laughs> no, on those no, no. guys I but understand it's like what you're saying you, but it's like it's like getting advice from someone who's like you know what you got to do is you got to get yourself a night nanny and you're yeah like, well huh? no it's like it's like it's like lebron james being like you need to do push-ups more man i think yeah. that's your pro it's like really well you're six foot fucking nine and you can jump over a goddamn car so you know i think i, I you give me like advice about that like it's it's just different and and that was just man it was so working the cruise ships and having no money on there those are just the worst gigs ever too because i was doing bad ones like i'm what doing cruise ships were you doing i did so i did um carnival no 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 because you had to have like two and a half hours for carnival to do that so wait what cruise ships are you doing i so i'm doing uh i'm doing paradise cruise lines that goes out of what west the palm fuck <laughs> is that i'm getting paid i got paid 1200 <laughs> for two weeks that's 600 a week <laughs> by the way by the way for those of you listening that 
<laughs> That's bad. <laughs> there's, oh my god. There's yeah. people listening going, six hundred bucks a week's not bad. But when you're a comic, uh, yeah. That's that's like that's, that's bad. Just to put that in perspective, Billy Gardell used to always tell me, "Don't ever forget, we're nine hundred dollar week comics. That's yeah. that's what we are at base. It's six hundred bucks. It's three three pence. <laughs> 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 hey, and I was thankful for that gig. I'm dude, like, I give it to feeling. me tomorrow, dude. When I was making seven hundred bucks a week, I was like, fuck yes. I was like, dude, uh, and you guys. You guys got a condo I can stay in? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Dude, I, I think that's... The, here's the problem oh. with this is that, like, I went from working with, like, Ralphie and Darren where I'm making two to three grand a weekend. I've got... <laughs> I'm flying with, like, the, the Delta credit card and everything. I'm doing great to, like, go into that. And it takes so long for the checks to come in. But I go on this cruise line. But it I, all changes in one fucking... Yeah. It, everything changes like that. You were there with me when it changed for me? Dude, I... No, so I... There's two stories. Because I'm just... I'm the, I was the biggest fan of you and I remember being with you it was the first week you sold out right very first week I sold you out you literally walked in the club and you just got shaved by um by a fucking uh, by Tom and you, you look like you looked you looked odd but you walked in and the crowd was packed out and I was like and I remember I saw that video I remember I saw the video this is one of the thing I always say with comedians if a video is good people that are not in comedy my friends from my hometown were sharing it yeah. and then I'm like oh it's different now because if it's not just if it's people from my hometown those are people in Brooklyn Alabama an hour south of Birmingham those are the, you know and you walked in and and you sold it and I remember you asking you asked him you're like is it sold out and he's like he's like yeah yeah it's sold out and he's like the rest of the weekend selling pretty well too and then you come back the next time you're like is it, is it sold out and I, and I remember being like yeah. I, I, like your face was just like really? really I remember going on stage that weekend and going like how did you guys hear about me? Yeah, I remember you did that. You go, uh, who, who saw me on Conan? And then like, you know, uh, five, yeah, six, yeah, who yeah. saw me on blah, 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 Who blah. saw me on Rogan, Rogan with the shade thoughts and then fucking nuts. And then I go, oh, no, no, no. I said, who saw and who saw me on Rogan? And it was big. And then I go, oh, that's it. And then someone goes, I saw you on the machine on yep, Facebook. Machine, and I went, man. really? Do that. Yeah, that was, but it, that, it happens like that. I my, yeah. One of my favorite Hollywood stories is Dane Cook. Not the one everyone thinks it's going to be, but we were... Me, him, and I think Bobby Kelly went and saw uh, a Star Wars or Star Trek, something, some big movie. We saw it at Grammy's Chinese Theater. Yeah. And I had gone to Dane's house early. We were playing the guitar, and he was just like, he was like, dude, I don't know. What the fuck is this business? I mean, what's the goal? What's the fucking purpose? He's replying to people on MySpace, like yeah. going over to his computer playing, but he's like, what the fuck, man? Like, I, am I just going to be a comic my whole life? Is this it? Is this it? I'm just going to do spots? By the way, at the time, I think we're both like 27, 28. Yeah. And we go see this movie. Dane gets in a fight with his neighbor, like yelling fight. It's just he's in a bad way. I go, I come back. He goes, you want to play guitar tomorrow? I go, yeah. I come back the next day. He's like, uh, I booked a movie. I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, they're flying me to China. I'm doing a movie. I'm playing the villain. How fucking cool. He was like, that's what I love about this business. It's like a lottery ticket. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And that's the thing just I love. About it just got you back in the game. Yeah, I'm like, that's what I'm fucking talking. And dude, that every time you get a phone call and all of a sudden like, dude, it's the best thing ever about this business. Yeah. But wait, so, so you were in New York. You were the one that introduced me to Southern Mama. Yeah, because I told you about him because I was still touring with him. We've talked ad nauseum about Southern Mama. Yeah, in here because 
<laughs> what he did was kind of shitty in Montreal. But no, it's just that it doesn't even. It wasn't even. It's everything he did from the start was shitty. It's like yeah. it's it's not just like that's why it makes me so mad because now everyone talks about him and everybody's like like everybody's like you hear about Southern Mama. I'm like, did I hear motherfucker? When I saw him, I was with my girlfriend while I was I did Montreal this year and I was walking up and I was like, this is great, so excited to do this, it's gonna be awesome. And I'm walking my girlfriend and he's coming down the escalator and I remember like I thought I saw a ghost and I was like and I was looking at my girlfriend she's like what's wrong I'm like and she's like is there something are you okay and I'm like why the fuck is he here and then I remember him being the top 10 comics to watch and I was I was so mad man because of what what it's, he did was just so it's just everything he did and well, no one and it's premeditated I guarantee you the end of it was really I he, he was gonna do that if he bombed because he, he opened up with a good fucking Goodfellas joke that he made his opener does that joke because his opener's an old dude chill guy you know just does has, has fun comedy you know yeah. and he literally one night Darren was in the back of the room and he goes to our wives and girlfriends man they never meet and he goes man he stole that joke should I confront him after the show and I'm like no man he don't he's just Gary bro it's, it's, it's all good and he's not, don't worry about don't worry about it and he's yeah. like he shouldn't take jokes though I'm like dude you fucking do a Dave Chappelle joke to close your set and you don't even do it good like <laughs> you, like, you know how you know, you know how to fuck up a Dave Chappelle joke it's pretty easy to do you know it's, yeah. just, it's great it's already pre-written it's like it's like getting the fucking hey, ingredients to a cake and messing it up it's like they're already measured out dude all you gotta do is stir like yeah. he's such a piece of shit yeah he uh, we, we watched that I watched that a bunch because I started following Amanda Seals because of it. Yeah, me too. I had to, uh, and you know, what's crazy is like, I do subscribe to what I subscribe personally to what he's talking about and that I don't I don't go into my shows and preach politics and I don't, I don't preach. I don't preach anything. I just do and do comedy, but it's not his place to say that someone shouldn't. Yeah. And that's the thing is that. A lot of those people on that thing, you know, a lot of young comics are doing different fucking shit than I did growing up. Yeah. And that's what's cool about comedy is that it can, it's ever, it's changing and it's morphing and it's getting so big that, what, is someone going to go up and just try to do jokes like Seinfeld did? I didn't. Yeah. You know, so I, I thought that was shitty, but he, you were the only one I knew. I never, I never even heard because of that he, guy. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember when Sean at the fucking yes, Wild West? Yes. Do you remember Nate's face though? <laughs> Nate was like sitting there, and Sean starts just ragging because Southern Mama has the worst reputation of any comedian. So those of you that don't know, and I, I'm, I'm sure I'll do a preamble in the beginning intro, yeah, yeah. and I'm certain that most of you know Southern Mama is uh, a guy named Darren Knight. He yeah. does a character of a of a, a like an old. Uh, Southern Mama, hence the name. But he doesn't even do the character. He just does. He just talks, man. He's just from the South. If I talk the same way, cut the mice at me. It sounds the same way. It's not even a fucking character. Really? He doesn't. It's, and not even his. He, he openly admits he stole it from J.R. Hickman, a guy in the South who was doing the exact same thing. And he's like, I, he literally at his shows goes, I saw him. I saw him do it. I was like, I could do it better. And it's like, okay, <laughs> like Jesus Christ, dude. No, look, that's the thing. And and the thing is with him is that I saw him at Wild West Comedy Festival in Nashville, and I see him. I see Gary. I give Gary a hug, and I see him walk up. And Who's I, Gary? I Gary's, Gary's the, his opener. Yeah. Gary's his main opener. Oh, the older, guy. yeah, older guy. Nice guy. Love Gary. And so I see him walking towards me, and I don't like. I'm like, am I gonna hit? Like, am I gonna hit him? I don't like. What am I doing right now? Because yeah. I, I last time I saw him, he said that something shitty. If he said something shitty to me now, I've been drinking. I will hit him. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm from Alabama, dude. Like, like I don't hit yeah. anybody anymore. But at that point, I was like, I'm gonna hit him. So I, he walks and he goes, "Hey, man!" and gives me a hug. And you ever got, you ever had somebody give you a hug and you like, you feel like, like you get cold. You're like, "Why is he hugging me right yeah. now?" And he's like, "How are you doing?" I'm like, 
like, do you not know like what you've done to me, dude? Like you've yeah. partially ruined my fucking life. Cause yeah. it wasn't like I could call Ralphie and go back on tour with Ralphie. Cause he Ralphie was, was doing, he was doing the casino in Vegas. I you were going to say cause he was dead. <laughs> yeah. It'd be tough to get a hold of no, him. No, that was, that was. I tried calling his phone the other day <laughs> just to see what happens. Dude, oh, hey, player. oh, Rafi, you there? Oh, I have nothing. Hell no. Hey, Rafi's just chilling, dude. Um, but, um, <laughs> no. So I, he's, he, he comes up to me. He's like, hey, man. I was like, are you hanging out with the Jokers? Because I was like, with the, I think it was, uh, it was, it was with the, two of the Jokers. I forget their names. And uh, he's like, he's like, hey, can I go hang, you, like, come hang, hang out with you guys? And I was like, uh, and I just literally walked away because I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to be around you, man. Yeah. He tried calling me the next day, and I was like, I was like, no, we're not, we're not friends, man. This isn't like what we do now, you know? Yeah, he was big. His, he, I was, I'll do a preamble on this. I'm not going to get into too much detail on the guy, but you're the only reason I knew him. And then, and then I was like, <coughs> I understand this business that you get, you gotta, you gotta pair up with people sometimes that aren't good people, and a lot of times. <coughs> the people you pair up with like it's very predatory sometimes like guys who aren't that great as stand up sometimes will scoop up really talented guys and then almost vampire off them yeah um i i i don't really give a fuck about anyone's act i mean like like meaning like i don't want ray romano watching my act and the, and then going oh so that's who you are so look I don't know what I'm doing. I'm up there trying to figure it out. And I think that for everyone, especially anyone young, like I go, I don't want, I want you to do well. I want the audience to like you. I want you to do well. All I give a fuck about is can you hang out after the show? Yeah. Can we have a beer? Can we bullshit? Can we giggle? Yeah. Can we like? Do you remember the laugh we had in dude, in Buffalo? I'm, tr I'm still trying to remember what that laugh was about. Dude, no, it, I, I. So I'm gonna explain it, and no one's gonna understand because. By the way, I, we were both high. Yeah, or, no, no. Or at least I you was. got me in trouble. By the way, my mom got so mad at me. Why? Because I shared the link of you. Because somebody was like, "Hey, Bert talked about you on Jim and Sam," and I, I've always wanted to be on Jim and Sam. Yeah. And I was like, "No way!" And I listened to it, and you said my name, and you called me a funny comic, and I was like, "This is awesome!" So I shared it. My mom listened to the whole. Fucking interview, and yeah. then gets to the part where you go, Rocky Dale Davis. Yes, we're super high outside, and then literally she goes, "Are you, are you smoking weed? Are you yeah. smoke? Don't you can't trust any of these people? Okay, they will all do that. They will all get you. You'll smoke weed, and then next thing you know, you're sucking dick. And I'm like, well, that's a big progressive step. That's <laughs> right where my dad was when I first moved to New York. It's Watch so out, bad. buddy. They're gonna query you. Yeah, yeah. And, and no, so, so wait, what were we laughing about? No, so we're both high. We're both inside. We're both drunk. <laughs> we're Buffalo, and uh, there was the wait staff was hanging out. And I remember you, um, you're sitting on the wait staff and you're like talking and you're like, it was something like, you're like, you're like, I'm a dad. And like, that's crazy. Like, I'm like a dad. Right. Like, he's like, he's like, if I was your dad, would you be like, would you think I was like, like if I had my shirt off one and I'm walking around, would you be like that? That's, that's, that's Bert. Like that. Am I, am I cool dad? And when you said cool dad, I don't know why I just fell to the floor laughing. And when I laugh hard, I have like a weird laugh. So then I start laughing as hard as I can. And then you start laughing at my laugh. Yeah. And then I start laughing at your laugh and we literally, and, but by the way, no one around us is laughing. It's yeah. just me and you. Like I'm like in the floor side. We had, laughing. we had like, <laughs> uh, we had like a, a couple week run where we remember the time we got high in new jersey and it just started snowing yeah that was amazing it i, just I took my like, shirt off and i was like because you you're like i took my shirt off and i was like fuck yeah let's go <laughs> so i was doing push-ups in the snow i was dude, like this is unbelievable dude we lit a joint halston we lit a joint <laughs> hit it and as I, you know when you sometimes you look up and hit it and you blow the smoke out 
Snow came down, and I went, it's snowing. And all of a sudden, it started feathering onto us. It was so beautiful, we're like, man. like, oh, this is great. The ground was perfectly covered because it was like fresh snow. And we're just out there. And I remember because I was drunk at that point, too. And we're like just smoking weed. And I'm like, this is the best. I don't even, this is the best day of my life. Is yeah. Well, you know how we hooked up together originally? Was Reg. No. No? Uh-uh. Whoa. You don't remember this? Oh, wait. No, dude, I got so nervous. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. So the the I, if you're a legit podcast fan, like it was a while ago, yeah, we had the Well Read Comedy Tour. Yeah, this is before they even toured. They're not even liberal, bro. They're super conservative. Oh, they fucking, dude, they were they're saying the N word so much. I swear, that they're day. so racist. Corey, I'm not even. He, he literally walks around. He's like, I hate Jews, and I'm like, Corey, calm down, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's oh, the worst. Uh, we're kidding, obviously, because <laughs> I know how fucking fake news works oh, these no. days. <laughs> Literally. Uh, but so they came on. This before. I, look, I, sometimes my recollection on things is wrong. Today, I said to Leanne, I said to Ari, I said something about a joke I had. And Leanne goes, you're leaving out a detail. I go, yeah, that's how jokes work. Yeah. I go, Ari. Leanne says, oh, the joke works better if, if, the, if, he keeps in, if you keep in all the exact details. I go, tell her she's wrong. And she goes... First of all, that's not what I said at all. And then Ari goes, wait, hold on. Did you just lie about your wife lying about you lying? And I went, yeah. And he goes, well, this seems like your behavior. Um, uh, they came on. This before. This is my recollection of it. This is before they started touring. No, uh, no they were touring. They, they were, were they were touring at that point. They were touring. They weren't who they were now. Yeah, because you were one of the first people. Or maybe that got they were doing. Maybe they wrote a book. Yeah, they. Had, I think they had just wrote the book. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. And so they they came out on a press junket, and I did it, and I didn't know anything about any of them. Yeah, Drew Corey Trey. Yeah, I live with two of them, and uh, and I think Corey and I got along the best yeah no wait wait right well uh, yeah and, and i think so in the episode Corey, Corey gets along with everybody Corey's yeah. the Corey's the really fat when he looks like the, the evil yeah. guy in daredevil I, I told drew trump was gonna get elected yeah and he got and we almost got like me and drew argued by the way, this day, is my way. recollection but and so the well-read comedy is a group of just to be literal they are a group of very liberal very three liberal. liberal southern comics who basically it's all based off of trey was this viral comic much like southern mama but Trey would do this uh, that uh, liberal redneck, liberal redneck, and I was one of the first ten people to like it. And I really liking it, and I was like, I liked it and shared it. Like this is funny as hell. This is good because I've seen the character. I, I, I knew them for a while. <laughs> yeah, and I came back like two hours later and had like ten thousand likes, and I was like, what is going on right now? Yeah, they're huge, and it went viral and super viral. And it's and he's he he was uh, look at Priscilla just sitting <laughs> up here, and so we came on and we were kind of talking politics but this is right before the election yeah and i had been i had traveled the country a lot and i was well aware of how the america felt i had said that i had been through canada yep. and i knew who they felt yep. when you'd made a joke, joke about trump and then i've been in like in regular states yeah and american states and and made a joke and i was like and i told them i go trump will get elected it's the same thing i said and and they were and drew was like almost like there's America's not that stupid. I don't know what he said, but but we kind of got into it a little bit. Then we just started drinking. Yeah. <laughs> and we stopped arguing politics. And then they said something. They go, uh, dot, 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 Rocky Dale Davis. And I went, oh, fuck Rocky Dale Davis. Yeah, yeah. And then we're like, oh, uh, wait, he's a he's a good looking guy. He's a, he's a great comic. He lives in New York. You should fucking send, send put a tweet out and say, fuck, I'm sick of this Rocky Dale Davis bullshit. So I put out the tweet. I'm drunk. I completely forget about it. 
you get it and you're like what the fuck did i, I freak do out i freaked out because i i i were i because you said you said not cool rocky dale davis yeah so yes. fucking blunt and i'm i did comedy juice and not not before in new york and i was like did i do a joke that's similar to his like why like what what did did did, did me and ralphie were fighting at that time like did ralphie say something to him like what happened i'm like i'm losing my mind oh I'm my just, god dude, people are riding me not cool rocky not cool and i'm like where like what is like I was losing it, so I called. I called Reg. I was like, "Hey, man, you like you with Bert, right? Can you can you ask him what happened? Like I, I didn't do anything, did I?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then and then I was like, like a total idiot. I was like, "Huh? What? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was a joke. <laughs> yeah, because I wrote the, you. Didn't yeah. respond. And you're like, you're like, oh, cool, man. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. And I was, was like, I was like, oh yeah, that was not funny at all. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like sitting there. I'm like, and my career's ruined. I don't even know like what's going on. And then but so, the way I saw was Corey. I, Corey posted a picture with you. So wait, how did you get to, how did you get into comedy out of Alabama? Where did you grow up in Alabama? Tuscaloosa. It's where the football team plays. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Priscilla's just coming in to say hi. How much you want to bet she gets up on the couch and just, oh, those boots. Dude, these things right here are the best. What kind of boots are those? These are fries right here. Oh, fries, fries, are the best fucking boots. Flag and anthem. I love these shirts, man. Um, all right, Priscilla, you coming over here? You going, girl? Come here. I did a podcast. I did a, a Instagram uh, video because Joe and you know Joe's fucking twisting the knife. He said, "Yeah, that's what I saw." How far ahead is he from you guys? Oh, <laughs> is it just? It's not even. I mean, yeah. It's not even, it's not even worth mentioning. But you, you, when you, I listened to it because you seemed confident, and you, because you were like very, Mickey Mantle Jean and like all that stuff. Very confident. You don't look. You look good. I mean, I, but I've lost. I, I don't know what I weigh right now, but I've lost weight. I'm depressed right now because my ankles hurt. Yeah, and I'm and it immediately. I, I man, I whatever triggers I got in life, I they come out quick. I, I hurt my ankle. I was supposed to go play. So I was supposed to go play softball with Georgia. I couldn't go. And oh, I no. saw it in her eyes. Sort of like get down, let down. Yeah. Me. And I was fucking angry. And I went, I need a cocktail. I've said that out loud. I need a cocktail. And then I went, what are you doing? And then I was like, I have a cigar. I was like, hold on. You're feeling really good healthy wise. Don't do this. And he's like, fuck. And my brain's going, fuck it. Your foot's hurt. Fuck it. You're out. Yeah. Text him. Text him and tell him you're out. And then I was like, no, I got a rowing machine. Yeah. I can just do little bites of rowing all that, day tomorrow. That, gonna, that rowing's not, it's not good on your legs either, though. It's not like it's, it's just. Not, yeah, it's not no legs. <laughs> it's, 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 not, it's, it's less legs than <laughs> no legs. You have to fucking one leg row. I just row, do one dude. leg rows. Oh, man. I rowed, I, row, I think it was uh, it was like 3,000 meters today. Uh, the whatever do you it is. row a lot? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I so I, I want to go skydiving. And uh, when I, I don't want to go. My girlfriend wants to go. But in Nevada, this place where Mike Yard went, you had to be 220. Mike Yard, the comedian? Yeah. Yeah, Mike Yard when he was in Vegas at the cell. Black comedian? Yeah, yeah. I know Mike Yard. Monster, by the way. I know. He's fucking hilarious. I had to... Look, I've followed people before and I'm a good comedian and the Southern thing plays well. Fuck following Mike Yard. Dude, Mike Yard's a fucking monster. He did a Me Too joke. Lady in the front row gets pissed off. Stands up. Gets mad. Right? He's like, sit down. I'm going to talk to you. Does the joke? Does it? She fucking wins her over at the end. And the joke was not like a like a like a me too like you know preaching to the choir shit. He yeah. just is unbelievable, man. He's unbelievable. Dude, Mike Yard is. I tell you, the two guys that are funny as fuck. I don't know if I don't. Mike Yard and Mike B. Do you remember Mike? They used to call him Brooklyn Mike. No, no. Hold on. I've only been in like five <laughs> years. So, dude, Mike B. I'm, I I wish I knew his real last name. But growing like growing up, it was Mike Yard. Mike B. Were these two black guys that were like. They were they would get spots, but they weren't in the circuit per se. Meaning like, they weren't doing the seller, 
They just come in and do the Boston and then bounce. And they didn't party. Yeah. They weren't doing drugs. They're just great comics. Yeah. And Mike B and Mike Yard are fucking phenomenal. I haven't heard Mike Yard's name in forever. My two in New York are Mike Yard and Greer Barnes. Bro, I was about to say Greer Barnes. Yeah, yeah. My Greer dad's Barnes. My for the uneducated. And the nicest guy in the Dude, world. The nicest I've met that motherfucker guy. twice. He's like, buddy, how you doing? And I'm like, oh, hey, man. Dude, Dude. Greer Barnes. Greer Barnes had Mike B. Mike Troy. Troy, Is he still doing stand up? I've never heard of Mike Troy. Let me see. (coughs) Uh, Um, I'll tell you right now. Let me see. Mike Troy, comedian. I saw Mike Yard the other day. I read some two days ago. I was at the cellar all week. Is this Mike? Oh my God! Do we get old? This. No, that's not him. No, that's not oh, about him. Oh, no. that guy. Oh, my, I ran into Tony Woods too in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ran into Tony, and he was—he's like, "Hey, man, that was a good set." Um, I was like, "Thanks." I was like, uh, "I was like, I'm going. I'm actually going on Burt's podcast next week." And he goes, "He goes, oh,", oh. and I just started laughing because I just, you know, heard that shit so many times. He's the best man. But so I, I, so I was losing. Yeah, yeah, I was sorry. cutting weight. Um, I'm trying to cut weight down because I was 255, and I'm trying to cut down to 220 because you go skydiving. So because my girlfriend wants to go, and I and I've literally just like for the past couple of days just ate and rode and not lift heavy. And I'm down to I think 242. How, how tall are you? I'm six three, and you're yeah. a thick dude. Yeah, I'm, I mean I got a huge fucking legs. A yeah, legs. Is a, I, <laughs> I, so I, I got legs, bro. Legs. No, I got a I got a fat ass too, man. You do have a you have I, a, you have I a got fucking a, man. I got a, ass. Yeah, no, like that's literally like like I, I like wake up sometimes and my girlfriend will really like play in it and I'm like I'm like what are you doing you know like wait did you play sports growing up yeah no so we so I, I when I go back to go back to like Tuscaloosa where you're from yeah so I'm from Brookwood okay. So Brookwood's like an hour. So to best, so now it's popular kind of because the next town over from ours is uh, S Town, which was the podcast that was like X oh, amount of years. Yeah. I knew pretty much everyone in that podcast. Yeah, and uh, and it's like huge, you know. Now people in my hometown who never they're like, well, you heard the S Town? There's a podcast app on your phone. You can listen to it." And I was like, "Yeah, I've done podcasts." Yeah. And they go, "Oh, you talked about S Town too?" And I was like, "No, no, I just do pot." And they go, "Not all podcasts are about S Town." <laughs> they're like, "No, what, 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 what do you talk about?" Then I'm like, "Well, I talked about comedy. I got you know, I got punched in the face." And they're like. Okay, I'll I'll think, and I'm like, no, you're never fucking listening to this, dude. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. When did you punch in the face? You didn't hear about this? No. I, t- I feel like I text you things that suck. No, I got punched in the face at LA Comedy Club like uh, like a month ago. What? Wait, hold on. We have nine different subjects going on. <laughs> Tell me about the punch in the I face. I texted you this, didn't I? No. I wrote you on Twitter or something, didn't? Maybe I? on Twitter. I don't know. Hold oh on. no. So I got I after a show. I was I was headlining the LA Comedy Club. Uh, I got the picture. Uh, uh, I got the picture right here. So I was headlining LA Comedy Club. I may have not texted it to you. Hang on. Oh shit. Um. Oh, hold on. Let me see right here. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. That's a dick pic. No, that's. No, that's I. You know, you did definitely didn't t- text it to me. Or I'll just go on Instagram and say it. No, I. Uh, I was it's on a, your Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you like that? Now this is app is interact or this uh, podcast is interactive. <laughs> this Guys, is, just go on your podcast I'll tag app. You yeah, I, it's a. So here we go. I took this sh- douchebag picture because I was fucking wasted. Why can I not tag in that? What? Okay. Anyways, this, here it is. I was gonna tag you in. That's stupid. Can you not tag when you go business profile? Wait, where is this? This is right here. So what the? Fuck? That was about twenty minutes. No, not twenty minutes. That was like two hours after it happened. 
Really? What, yeah. What happened? No, so I was at the LA Comedy Club, and um, I was headlining the 10 p.m. show, and the 12, 12 o'clock show, they're like, they're going to have like a showcase for the open micers to try to get on stage. And I'm like, hey, do you want to come? So, you know, so we'll have somebody good to mix them with it. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. So they, I went on like third. When I'm going on, there's just two people up in front, and they're like two bigger dudes, and they're like talking. And I'm like, they're just talking in a guy's set. And I'm like, look, this doesn't mean shit to me. But for them, this is a huge thing for the open micer. Getting on stage in front of a crowd, this just, this changes your career. You start, you go up a, a notch, you know. So I walk on stage. They're talking the whole time. I'm already irritated. And I go, hey, can you guys shut the fuck up? This is open mic competitions. People are trying to win something. You know, just calm down. And then he goes, two minutes. You got two minutes. Get off stage. Two minutes. I'm like, well, first off, I got four minutes. Like, so I can <laughs> <laughs> real quick. And then he like, he's like, he's like, he's like, boo, tell a joke. And so then I just because. I had been drinking. I get annoyed and I start making fun of him. His yeah. girlfriend laughs one time and then he gets fucking furious. And then he keeps saying two minutes. And then so I look down and I, he had like a tattoo on his leg of like a like a like a date. And I was like I was like and like like something was like and I go I go. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and he and he said a joke. He said a joke and I was like I was like man that's so crazy. You said that joke. It should have been on the day your friend died or something like that. Oh. Fuck. And, and I just and I started and like I was like I was like, I was like skydiving. I was like he's like a skydiving shirt, so I make fun of skydiving. And he says I, he, I let him say a joke like into the microphone. And I'm like I'm like I look at the microphone. I'm like hey, that's what it sounds like when a joke doesn't work. And the crowd just and they got like applause break. Yeah. And then he just he's fuming. He gets because he's like a white guy gets fume fucking red. And then I end on two jokes. Both get applause breaks and walk the fuck off stage. I'm dying laughing. I, he, I so I'm watching him from the back. He's up front. He's sitting there like this, like rubbing his head, and he's doing this right here because he's he's so he's so fucking mad. And I was like, that guy's probably gonna try to fight me after the show. Now I don't fight anybody anymore because I'm so scared of getting sued. Like I'm I'm just terrified of. Yeah. Like, I got punched at a bar a couple years ago. You know I'm so terrified. I used to I used to train, so I don't mind getting hit. It's not a big thing. Like but you know so whatever. So I'm waiting uh, by the door. I was talking to people. I go to the bathroom. I'm walking back up, and he's walking down with his girlfriend. And he I see him, and I start laughing. And he just you you could tell when he sees my like like a fucking bull. You know, yeah. just lit up. And he walked up there. He's like, "Oh, you think you're funny, huh?" And I was like, "I think they did a pretty good job." Yeah. Did you enjoy the show? And just mad. And then he like, he's like, he's like, he's like, "Let's go outside." I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, all right, we'll go outside. I was like, we'll go outside. You know. And then he like, he gets, he starts yelling. But we ran a casino. So it's like an 18 mile walk to get outside. He yeah. starts walking the wrong way. I'm like, hey, it's actually this way. You're going towards the buffet, dude. And he's like, thank no, I me. Mean, and like just so we're walking the whole way. I'm sitting there. I'm making I'm still making fun of him. And I'm walking. I want to fight him because he kind of annoyed me. But I'm like, I can't. So I called security by the desk and he's sitting there. and He's like, so like spit, like spitting in my face. And I'm like, where's security at? You know, so I was like, we'll walk outside because I just don't I don't if I get hit in here, I'm so afraid of just them suing the club or something happened. So we walk outside. He takes off his shirt. Uh, he was like a he's like a bigger dude. He's probably like about like my size, maybe a little bigger. And like he pushes me, and I'm like sitting there, and I'm like, all right. I was like, I don't think he's gonna hit me. And he pushed me again, and like he like fake punched, and I was like, oh, there's a punch coming after this one in a second. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, well, security should be here by now. This is like an eight minute process, by the way. And, yeah. and like and security in casinos, like they're always there, and there's just no one fucking there. And then literally he like fakes again, and like put my hands up, and then he just fucking hit me, and I was I like I was like trip back, and I like stand up. He takes off running. Uh, um, and his girlfriend's like right behind him and I'm like alright whatever I got hit but then I think he was wearing a ring because it cut my face right here and I got like I was like god damn it you piece of shit like like he, he, it looks like you got a cut in the picture yeah it doesn't look like I don't see a I don't see a scar no 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 I've not I, mean, I took care of it because I was I was so mad the thing that made me the most mad is I walked back up to the club and the open micer it was her boyfriend's friend so I pulled her aside and I was like hey look 
I look, I know he's not even your friend, but you need to be responsible next time. Like you need, this is, this is someone that you technically brought for you, you know? Yeah. So you need to like take responsibility. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But then her boyfriend walked up a couple minutes later with the, with the rest of his friends. They were like hit the other guy's friends. And they're like, well, you should have been talking shit. And I'm like, what dude? I'm like, you realize I can't fight the guy, right? I would love to have killed your friend, but I can't. And I'm like, yeah. he, like you don't like you ruin this for your girlfriend. He goes, he goes, well, no, just don't be a dick next time. So I literally looked at the owner of the club. I'm like, hey, don't ever book her again when I'm here. And I was like, you just did this. Have a good day. And he's like, no, no. And I'm like, no, fuck you, dude. Bye. Yeah, fuck them. Get the fuck out. And I've literally, because like, Brant Tobler knew her because she's her name's Hannah something. And and, and Gatsby. I, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I hate fucking Nanette, dude. No, uh, dude. No, I, no, 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 no. I, <laughs> I, I tell you what, she started dating Jill Soloway, and, I, and me and Ari are so happy for them. <laughs> I swear to God, and then there's no irony in this. We're not even joking. She started dating, dating Jill Soloway. Jill Soloway is the I don't director. Know who Jill is. She's a director, writer, director of Transparent. And it's like, it's like in the weirdest way, like, and I know people don't expect me and Ari to be like, be like pro. I mean, I know that like everyone shits on Hannah Gatsby and everyone shits on Nanette. But like we both watched it and we yeah. talked about it. And I've, it never, like, I've never seen it to be fair. Well, so you gotta yeah, watch so, it. You gotta no, watch yeah. it. You gotta watch it. No, I, I just because I, I, I don't. Dude, it was one of the most wrote, written about specials in all of stand up this year. And if you're stand up, you gotta watch it. And but and, and a lot of people shit on her because it's calling for the death of comedy. It's calling for the end of comedy. I get it. I, I I don't think at times it was absolutely hilarious, but it was thought provoking and it was interesting. And Jill Soloway is like a legit. She's the one that came up with topple the patriarchy. Yeah. You know, that whole phrase. And so that's caught fire. So part of you is like, you got to you gotta give it up for the brain on that that person. Yeah. Because she's come up with it. And they're doing a tour together. And they fell in love. And then Ari and I were just like, I think that's cool. And no one would ever. That's the problem with this world is that everyone assumes your party lines because you're a bro or whatever. Yeah. Dude, you just want people to fall in love. I think that was I, awesome. I don't. I, I haven't seen it. And if, and if it is fuck bad, that other Hannah girl. No, no. Yeah, fuck her, dude. dude I, that's, if you, you, my you, thing is, is like she was standing like right, but like she's on. I'm like, you need to. If, dude, if my, oh, my girlfriend one fuck, time at, at, fuck at, a, at a club. Yeah. Off. Yeah. If anyone I ever brought to a club spoke while I was there. Yeah. I would be appalled. I would apologize profusely, yeah. and I would escort them. And out. you walk up when they're talking, and it's I your would fucking be, boyfriend. You walk up and be like, "Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! This is not how you behave. Yeah, get up and fucking leave. Yeah. if you're gonna talk, get up and fucking leave, bro. She needs. Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speak negative to a, a person doing stand up and i was on her out. side i was cool with it uh, I, I was like look it's okay i don't mind being hit i had a dad growing up like i was cool with it you know but then when she fucking when her boyfriend walked up and she didn't stop him i was like i was like dude i wish y'all would have met rocky three years ago he would have fought everyone in this fucking group yeah and fucking i would have killed them like so wait let's let's get to know rocky from three years ago nobody what is understands that? that what oh no one no one everyone sees me now and they're like oh he's a big dude but then they're like oh he got punched or whatever i'm like yeah because i'm i'm way more calm now like, even from the time like i have a girlfriend and marcy at the punchline you know marcy yeah yeah so she was like she literally was talking with david purdue and she was like because i was at, i was at montreal and they were talking they were like uh they were like yeah like this is gr girlfriend's good for rocky he's, he's calmed down a lot and i was like motherfucker the version y'all met has calmed down a lot like yeah. it just from like three I do. I used to get in fights all the time. I'd walk into a bar and just if somebody said something, I'd be like, "Really? We're gonna, where do you want to fucking fight?" Like, I look for fights. I, I I would drink like a wild man. I was on that reality show. 
I developed a high tolerance. What reality show? Redneck Island on, on oh, CMT. Right. Yeah, yeah, I did yeah. that shit. Yeah, it was Stone Cold Steve Austin. That was a fucking career launcher. Um, and I did that. And I, like, I drank a lot and I did love to fight because I came from a wrestling background, was really good at fighting. Well, you know, and I was like, let's fucking fight. And then when I got into comedy, my, you know, Dude, that's like, the f- biggest thing frowned upon in our business is hitting is people is people who can't use their words to get themselves out of a situation yeah people who resort to violence in comedy are fucking blacklisted yeah if you're a comic and you're fighting people motherfucker that just hurt if you're a comic and you're fighting people no other comic wants to fuck with you no at all. no that's like i remember i was at this reality thing it was an all-black comedy crew in atlanta and they were like all older comedians and when i was talking one of these older com- i'm not gonna say his name on air because i don't fuck with him but um he was kept interrupting me when i was talking and kept being like oh it's because you're white and i'm like all right, man, like you didn't interrupt anybody else. Let me finish my little spiel and I'll, and we'll go like around. Yeah. And then I literally he kept saying something. I'm like, hey, man, if you talk again, I'm going to throw this fucking chair through your face. And he's like, blah, blah, blah. and I literally got up. I grabbed the chair and like tossed it. Then like Rodney Perry and like Sherman Golden and all that. Hey, calm down, calm down. And then like I did like, like you can't just fight. I'm like, bullshit, I can't fight. But like that's like a world you have to realize is that you can't fight. Yeah. Like I come from like where I love to fight. Like I got every basketball game I ever played. There was a fight after. Yeah. Like I got in a fight at a church one time. Like that fight. And like this black guy named Devonte at a church was like he's like you found him I'm like I didn't and he's like he's like fuck you I'm like well let's fight and we walked outside and I fucking picked him up and dropped him on his head and I literally got on, I used to, I used to get there's one guy named Kyle I fought in my hometown he was like talking shit to me he didn't even know I fucked his girlfriend and he was like sitting there running his mouth I'm like dude I could ruin your fucking world right now like I fucked her before the next day when I saw you kiss her at Henry's so like if you want to run but he keeps talking and I'm like all right dude he's like he's like and I was like hey man don't say anything again I'm gonna fucking throw you down if you do and he said something out of walk up he's like I'm about to whip your ass he literally goes to charge me I fucking cattle throw him down I get him on the ground and I literally I used to do this it made some, everybody mad I'd be like I get in somebody's ear and I'd be like hey i'm not gonna hurt you just calm down and when you say not gonna hurt you calm down they just lost it now I, yeah. I, I love pissing people off now i'm not like that anymore i'm not that's not who i am at all we went when i first came out here one of my buddies eddie who's just a man like yeah. like i guess it's i guess you c- categorize that as toxic masculinity but like <sighs> but like that. but eddie's just a regular fucking guy we came out we're hanging out at the improv and uh Someone was talking shit, like breaking balls, but they weren't being nice about it. Yeah, I won't say the guy's name, but he but was you, yeah he was cutting. He was bigger than me at the time. He's not anymore, but he was bigger than me at the time, and he was being shitty to to me. He was making fun of me, and I was laughing it off, and everyone was laughing. I was the butt of the joke, and my buddy Eddie's like, "Hey man, knock him out," and I go, "Oh no, it doesn't work like that." And he goes, "No, it still does." He goes, it still does. Why? If you watch, I'll knock him out. And I went, no, don't do that. Please don't do that, because you understand, man. He's got like he's like higher up in the chain than I am. And if you know, if I, I if I get the there was a guy Rick Schwartz, I think was his name, who punched an agent, fucking blackballed. Yeah, he was down. at he was at he was in at a bar. He was at the Hollywood Improv, and the agent was even he was sexually harassing a female. Like I think he like I even think the agent hit a female i'm not even joking and rick schwartz punched a guy in the fucking face dude gone from this business no one worked with him no one hired him improv banned him that's what reds told me when i first yeah. started was he's like you can't do that man. violence in this business because you know we we i, I mean I, there's so little rules in in entertainment business i mean Maybe there's more rules now, but like you used to be able to fuck whoever you wanted. You used to be able to do coke and do drugs and, and like, 
everyone was like, I remember a different time in this business. I remember a different time in this business when like dudes like that Terry Crews shit where dudes grabbed your dick. I just remember that. I remember that was the that was the price of doing coke with dudes. Is every now and then a guy would feel like he felt a little more comfortable with you and she wanted to maybe see if you wanted to fuck him. And he'd play with you, and you'd be like, whoa, man, sorry, bro. That's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, like, lose my shit over it. Yeah. But, like, and so, but the one rule, the one comment was, like, no fist fighting, man. No fist, like, even, like, think about the most confrontational thing ever in comedy is Rogan calls out Mencia. Yeah. They never fucking fought. Now, granted, for a number of reasons, Joe's never going to fight someone. He's yeah. never going to start a fight. Mencia knows he would get handled quickly. Yeah, but like that is one of the weird fucking things. He had definitely had some aggression. Like, what kind of what was your what was your hometown like growing up? So it was it was like if you watch uh, like a show like a southern TV show, it's exactly that. It's like one red light town. We had two places to eat. We had a spot where everybody fucked. We had like a couple (laughs) teachers that were fucking the students. I got accused of one of those. Yeah, Yeah. you got got accused. I got accused of it. I got accused of sleeping with uh, this teacher, and um, it was like a whole. I remember I came into lunch late, and I like walked over to like my table, and everybody's like staring at me and I'm like what dude and they're like dude did you sleep with her and I'm like who and they're like did you sleep with you know blah 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 and I was like no I didn't and they go come on man did you and I'm like no and then like yeah you did you're saying no of course you did when you say no to somebody like yeah you did and it was like I I got like interrogated like my my principal and everybody it was like a whole investigation at my school really she left like a year later I don't know if it was because of that smoke show she was beautiful yeah really? yeah and no and i was the mascot and she was a cheerleading coach and like and <laughs> the mascot dude yeah i was a, I was two-time uca all-american mascot two-time uca mascot of the year it's really the only person to ever do that it's not like a bigger thing but it's it's pretty big um <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying dude like i i was legit respected in the mascot community you know yeah. <laughs> so she was the coach though and they i remember they some girl said it. Some girl was like, the way they look at each other, they definitely had sex. And I would have totally slept with her. And when did you get big? When did you get tall? Because I, I started mascot because I was small and everybody was calling me gay. And I was like, I'm going to prove them wrong. I'm going to start wrestling, which that's proving not gay, which I didn't, did not prove it at all. <laughs> kind of like, Rocky's definitely gay and he can also beat your ass. So. <laughs> He's definitely gay. He loves holding dudes I love and do not get in the shower with him. He will fuck you. <laughs> I'm like, that was like my go-to move. It's like, you think I'm gay? I'm going to start getting the fucking singlet and groping dudes for fucking three minutes at a time. <laughs> That's my go-to. Yeah. Now, I hit puberty like 11th grade, end of 11th grade year, because I was, I remember the first year I mascot, I was small. I was, I was like five, seven, five, eight, like 190 pounds. Like I was like chubby and stuff. And then when I hit puberty though, I was like six, two, I think. And I started to like lean out, you know? And then yeah. like I was mascotting then. And then like, I was also really good at wrestling and it like balanced out and I was like running shit. They, really? na- they named the mascot Rocky uh, in my hometown. Yeah. Because of you? Yeah, they did. Really? Yeah, man. Rocky the Panther. Where the fuck are you going? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um the uh Halston just left to go to the bathroom. Halston's tall as fuck. Yeah, he is tall. He's lanky, man. Yeah. I just, the that's the problem I have is like I just I when I I have to like I can eat fine and I'll lose weight, but if I keep lifting I'll get bigger. So I just have this fucking weird ass frame. Yeah, you got a, one of those th- like a shot putter's frame. Yeah, dude. These shoulders, man. They're I it's I can't fly. It's miserable to really? fucking fly. Because I when I sit, my legs are in the back of the seat, which is not even the worst part. It's my shoulders. So when I'm sitting beside a lady who's like once her like a propped out. I'm literally in. I can't help it. There's literally nothing I can do. I'm in her seat every time. Yeah, and it's like it's the worst. That's yeah. That is kind of crazy. So so 
Were you only child? No, no. So I got, uh, there's me and then three other sisters. So I got uh, Ashley, Taylor. and I, Younger? I, uh, no, a- Taylor's younger. Ashley's older. Ashley's actually, because uh, I. There's only two sisters. No, no. So then I have, but it's actually, uh, I guess, four total. Because then I have Kelly and Amy. And they come from my dad's side. And they stay with us, like, in between. Most of my childhood was spent with, like, either one of them in the house. And then, um, like, my sister Ashley and my sister Taylor. So I, I never had any dad. And then my dad was, like, gone. He was coal mining the whole time. I was, like, a kid Wait, pretty much. what? Yeah, my dad was a coal. Brookwood's the largest producer of blue coal in the North America. My mom and dad got married underground because that they held the record for like I think a while until some fucking piece of shit in Chile beat him. He went to like a thousand foot deeper. But that literally, there's a photo. That's how I found out my sister had a different dad. Because there's a photo of my mom and my dad. My mom in a white wedding dress, wearing the hat with the light on it, and my dad in a suit with a hat and light on it, and my sister off to the side with a hat and light on it, underground. And they had like in like a newspaper article because they held the record for the lowest wedding of all time really? like for a while. And some dude in Chile beat him. But then I was looking at the photo as a kid. I'd always see it. And I, and then when I was I was like, why is Ashley like seven in this photo? And I'm, I'm like, but mom and dad, they've only known each other for four years. And I was like, and I remember mom, I was like, I was like, mama, why is Ashley? And then mom's like, well, <laughs> we're going to have a talk soon. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Sweet. What's like, is your dad still alive? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't talk to him. Last time I saw him, I've seen, my dad lives about uh, five miles from me, but I've seen him at, uh, I've seen him at 11, 14, uh, and then seven, 14, 17, 24 and i've seen them those times at 14 uh we had moved out at that point uh we were fully moved out and we were having divorce um everything was going through but he wanted visitation because if you got visitation took a lot of child support even though he's making fucking 30 something dollars an hour in the coal mines he's an idiot but then i remember i worked all summer i got some brand new jordans that i worked from bell and hay which is one of the hardest fucking jobs i've ever had especially before you hit puberty i'm having no fucking strength i'm getting out where about mexicans bell and hay i thought that was a clothing store <laughs> it is <laughs> Let's on Hacienda. Um, <laughs> no, so I'm bailing hay, and I get these Jordans. And I go over his visitation. My mom drops me off, and then I walk in the house, and he like he's like, "Don't wear those inward loving shoes in my house. Get those." And I was like, "I work for these. These were two hundred dollars. I mean, this was a whole summer to work." Yeah. And he's like, "Fuck you. Get in the fucking car. I'm taking you back." And he took me to my aunt's house, pushed me out of the car, and I didn't see him for three years. And then I saw him when I was seventeen for like five minutes. And that was weird because last time I saw him, I was 14. He's bigger than me, stronger than me, pushed me out of the car. I see him at 17. I'm twice his fucking size. Yeah. And his hearing's starting to go because he had a hearing problem and he's small, withering away, you know? And then he's like, I've been keeping all your articles from the newspaper for your wrestling. And I just, it was like, I could start crying because I'm like, I fucking hate you, dude. Like, I hate yeah. you so much. And then the, I took me off his insurance at 22, which really fucked up my teeth situation. And I saw him at, I think it was 24 at my sister's wedding because my sister got married and he was there and he walked up to me and it was like seeing a ghost and he's like, how are you? And I was like, I'll talk to you later. And I just literally walked away. And then really? she's like, will you take a picture? Because I was, had the camera. She's like, we take a picture of me and your dad. And I was like, I won't. I was like, I, I can't be around him. Because this is like, there's just, just so much hate there, you know? Like yeah. you, because you can't say like people grow because you took me off your insurance, dude. You could have left, that That hurt me a lot because I couldn't even get things kind of fixed. I had no money. Yeah. I have a doctor bill right now still in my insurance for $1,500 that's taking my credit down every month. That's because of you, fuckhead, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, that, and it, his name's Rocky Dale Davis. That's the fucked up part. That's why I want to name my first 
first album, Fuck Rocky Dale Davis, because my name's Junior, but his is Rocky Dale Davis. And of course you're a junior. Yeah, yeah, I'm Rocky Dale Davis Jr. My parents are cool, man. Um, yeah, but I, just, I don't fucking talk to him anymore. And my so mom's then, the best. Though. So then wait, where did you go? Like after high school, where'd you go? I, I went to, I went on a couple of recruiting trips to wrestle. I went to Cumberland University and I, uh, I went to Chattanooga for a second. Never could get anything nailed down there. Cause it's just, and, and, and they wanted me to drop to I think 180. Which was just like that's a cut that's just unbelievable. Like because yeah. right? I was like two twenty at the time, it's forty pounds, and then I started working, just working like three jobs, security. I was working in the coal mine or not the coal mines. I was working security at the coal mines. I was working at this warehouse and did that for you know about like a year. Did some community college, didn't like it, and then I started comedy in two thousand twelve. I remember I was writing music at the time, trying to do like like country stuff. Yeah. And then I went and saw a friend do comedy, and I was like I could do that, and literally just started two weeks later in front of open mic crowd for four people and i was like this is i still got it on camera it's so fucking bad <laughs> I, I just found my first uh Dude, recorded set that's correct like it's it's wild man i'm wearing it's a leather jacket i do like nice. a move to get the leather jacket nice. off. nice uh, my wife just digitized it i'm wearing sandals i'm on yeah I, do, I used to wear toe. i used to wear flip-flops on stage oh yeah Uptown Comedy Corner, Shaq's All-Star Comedy Jam, all-black club, sold out 300 people, walk on stage in basketball shorts and flip-flops. My first joke is, once you go white, you can get them finances right. Place explodes. I'm like, I'm a fucking comedian. <laughs> once you go white, you get them finances right. It was such a, it was, oh, that was a weird Rich step. Voss used to have a joke. He probably still My sister, uh, my sister said, uh, I started dating a black guy. I said, oh, what happened? She said, uh, you know the joke? I think so. He goes, she goes, uh, well, you know, Rich, once you go black, you never go back. He goes, yeah, that's good. Dad will let you in the house. Yeah, yeah. I like, My favorite one he does, he's like, he's like, he's like, um, could you imagine being a black lesbian and being like, dad, all right, sit down. I'm a lesbian. All right. Now, brace yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I love Rich, man. He's, he's wild. He uh, said, guess. When I was in high school, when I was in grade school, the teacher said, uh, everyone get down, everyone said Indian style. So I got drunk and laid in the curb. <laughs> That's what Ralphie got fucking killed for. Was a Dude, like yeah. That so, was the first time I toured with him. That was the first real? time I toured with him, dude. We're doing a theater tour. I guess I, it, was, it was one of the best. Dude, I can say this. <laughs> I can say this right now. Ralphie fucking, <laughs> I wouldn't even say cut the line, but like, you know, when Dap Fam, he did Jimmy Kimmel. And when Dap Fam won, Jimmy Kimmel said, so wait, how did you lose to that fan? <laughs> and Ralphie goes, well, you know, and he pulls his eye back. <laughs> he goes, all the, these people voted for him. Like he just, like he fucking pulled his eye back. Like, like he's Asian. Dude. I remember, dude, th did you ever see the video of Ralphie falling, getting on Jimmy Kimmel? What? Ralphie fell getting on Jimmy I Kimmel. I saw this. Dude, it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> He felt maybe when he's at his biggest, like six hundred pounds. Yeah, he was walking down the steps and he fell, dude. <laughs> that guy, to this day, my the very last fucking text he sent me was "I love you, M word." Yeah, like, but That's, obviously that was the yeah. funniest thing that about it. So the way I'll tell you the story of how have you ever heard how I met Ralphie? I'll tell you that one in a second. No. it's um, it's the best story of all time. But no, the first week I'm working with Ralphie, we're doing a theater tour. My first time doing theaters, I'm gonna make forty forty five hundred. I wish I wish to God Ralphie was still alive. Oh, dude, just so I could text him about my theater tour because yeah. he was a like Ralphie was ahead of me in comedy by leaps and bounds. Yeah, so like when I did my first hour. He was like, congratulations, now write your next one. Yeah. And I was like, it, that took in, like another fucking eight years, yeah. I guess. I mean, I don't, yeah, no, that that literally took an, like another seven years to write my next special. Yeah. And then 
And then when they, when I, he's like, you, play, you got to get out of them comedy clubs, get in the theaters. You got to get yeah. those theaters. That theater money is different, Burt Kreischer. <laughs> you got to get that. You got to get a tour bus. I would love for him to know that I'm getting a tour bus Dude. and doing a theater tour in 2019 because he would be like, oh, shit. Oh, the the teacher becomes the master. The student becomes the master. <laughs> Dude, he was the he was the best. I mean, he helped me. I mean, I can't. But just the, so I'll tell you this. I'll tell you too. So the first time we did the theater tour, we're out on the bus ride, and then I'm walking up. He's talking. Um, how'd you meet him? Wait, how'd you meet him? Do you want to hear that first? Well, wait, is, wait, 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 wait. Which one? Because that. So the, the, this is the theater. You one know them the better. One. You tell me. Which okay, one so I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell the theater tour first because this the, the second one's just unbelievable. Um, so we're on the theater tour. We're going out. We're driving. We do a gig in uh, Northwood, Iowa. I have no money to my name. I'm completely broke, and I have no jacket, and it's fucking freezing. And Ralphie literally gives me like a hundred dollars because buys a jacket for me. Just I'm just like this dude's amazing. That's right. But at the time, he was going through a lot um, because he made a joke where it, the ending of the joke was, "I'm just mad that." Uh, Goodfellas got beat out by Dancing Wolves for the Oscar or whatever. Yeah. That's how old. It's like 12-year-old joke. And because he's making fun of Native Americans. A Native American comic asked to open for him. He said, I already have Rocky. The comic got mad. And they just, he literally was getting, he got a call from the FBI when we were on the bus. Like, hey, Mr. May, this is blah, blah, blah from the FBI. Can we speak real quickly? Because people are sending death threats like how to blow up the bus. So we're going to go through North Dakota, you know, and they're going to fucking avatar that shit, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> and <laughs> not doing any dates dates in Sioux Falls. Um <laughs> So, avatar that I'm fucking Native American. I could say it. Um, so <laughs> he literally, he's getting all these death threats. So he has to like cancel like all the fucking dates. And it came from literally that one, that one set. And I'm like literally the next four dates were just canceled. We set in Iowa and he's like, he tells me and Ben Ratliff to get off the bus because he's, he doesn't want anybody to fuck with the bus. He's going to stay on the bus. And so he stayed in the bus. I literally one time left the bag and I just like opened the door without, you know, knocking. And he literally was sitting there with a bag of Cheetos and a desert Eagle in his lap because he was waiting on somebody to walk on the bus. But tell you why we love Ralphie is because uh, he canceled, I think it was four dates in that tour. And I was kind of upset about it. And he's like, why are you mad? And I'm like, I just want to do the dates, man. You know, he's like, are you still going to get paid? You know, you know, motherfucker. And I was yeah. like, I was like, no, nah, you're fine. You don't pay me. And then literally I got back home. He had a $2,000 check. He had it sitting there for me. And I was just like, you're the best person like ever. You he, know? Yeah, he was, dude, he was, he was easily the most generous human being I've ever met in my entire life. It, without a doubt. It didn't, he, he literally, he loved to help people, man. When yeah. I was going through when because because he changed my life exponentially financially and but uh because he had a bunch of toys that he couldn't give his kids because you know a bunch of stuff he was going through and he's like hey any any toys you want see i live with him he offered me to live with him and i live with him in nashville and he's like any toys you want man give them to your nephews he's like all i ask that you send like a picture of me playing of the of them playing with them and i like i was like what and he like i gave him like a thousand dollar train set and I like my nephews and he's like he like he's like can I watch him play with it and like he just like started like crying and I was just oh. he's the best he's the best person I've ever met even when we argued like we just argued because we were a lot alike and but no so the way I met him is unfucking believable to me so Lucy at Zanies this is April twentieth two thousand fifteen Lucy at Zanies sees me at, or no April what what days shout out to Lucy by Lucy the way. yeah Lucy's great I love Lucy I love Lucy I, as soon as you said that I put a smile on my face Lucy's I the, love Lucy dude she really is a great fucking person yeah no she she just legit likes comedy I love Lucy. yeah 
Um, and so we're, I met, she sees me at this room on Easter, whatever, Easter, April 20th or whatever it is. April yeah. So she sees me at this room for four people on I Easter. I think that's Hitler's birthday, April 20th. <laughs> <laughs> Look, both of them are celebrated. Yeah. Um, so she sees me, I fucking have a bad sex. It's four people on Easter. It's a hipster room. Doesn't go well. So then she sees me. And then when I move back from New York, I'm trying to get spots at Zany's and she's not, she's not responding to me because she saw me bomb. She doesn't think I'm good. So then I finally, I have an MTV clip. I get through and she's like, okay, we'll have you on the Yazoo show October 15th or whatever. Yeah. And then she like messed up the dates and she's like, Hey, I actually messed up the dates. Can we do November 6th? And then she's like, Hey, I messed up the dates again. I thought it was a Thursday or Friday. Can we do December? I think it was December 6th or December 9th, whatever. So I was like, yeah, it's fine. So then I drive up there to Zany's. I walk in the green room, meeting everybody. And this girl goes, hey, can I go before you? I got another show to go to. And I was like, sure, you can go. So uh, I'm going like fifth or whatever. And then I go on stage, have amazing set, and I walk off stage. I walk in the green room. Everybody's like, that was awesome. And then Ralphie Mae walks in the green room, goes, Mr. Del Davis, that was hilarious. You need to come toward me. And I'm an open micer. I've had one feature weekend for $400 with, you know, like I'm, I'm blown away. And I'm just like, what? I found out that I saw him. Well, I didn't even realize it was him. He walked in two minutes, like, like, like as I was going on stage. If I would have got any other date, if she didn't mess up and have to reschedule, I never see him. If I didn't let that girl swap with me, I never meet him. He doesn't come to the open mics. It's not like he's scouting for people there. He just saw me. Yeah. And, and then literally, I just, I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm just, my mind's blown right now, you know, and we get high together get way too high and then you know three months later he like I, I worked out a date um with Dorfman to go feature for him and um it was just I mean I, I called mom that night and I was like hey mom I think my life just changed like I said, uh, I've, heard, I've heard you calls. say that yeah because I literally because I, I the same thing happened to me I literally I was, I was like hey I like I think my life just changed like and she's like what I'm like I'm like I don't know and then she goes well you know RD you've had a bunch of ups and downs so don't like you know put too much on this but then it was it was in March um it's the best week of my life on Wednesday, I filmed for Kevin Hart's Heart of the City on Comedy Central, my first TV credit, first yeah. big one. On Thursday, I got passed by David Stroop to work all the clubs, and he gave me four weeks of work that night. And then Friday to Sunday, I um, I worked with Ralphie at the Pittsburgh Improv, made $1,000, which was fucking mind-boggling. You know, yeah. got the hotel paid for and everything. I f drove down that night to Nashville, Tennessee, slept for three hours, drove to Alabama, my mom drove me to Atlanta. I took a flight out of Atlanta to, to LA that I'm going to do meetings. And at five minutes before the plane takes off, I get an email from Ralphie's assistant to come do a theater tour with him. And in total, it was like $6,800. And, and it was just, I was just like, this is the best day of my life, man. And then I worked with Ralphie. I lived with Ralphie for the longest time. And I mean, he's just the best person I've ever met in my life. He really was one of the most selfless guys. Did you see, you saw him at his lows though that was the crazy thing yeah is when so you see everybody at their highs you know and then i and by the way and i've i saw ralphie more at his highs than his lows i have to say yeah but when you saw him at his lows they were like there were lows where you just said to other people like we he won't be with us very long yeah like like we were on a cruise not in, i don't think i'm talking ill of the dead i'm thinking talking more about depression and maybe maybe i, I don't i don't think he was doing pills I think I, he was smoking the, weed. The, the, the things that, that I saw, because people like, one time we worked in Pittsburgh, everybody was like, well, he he just got too high to go on stage. I'm like, no, the motherfucker's just sick. And when yeah. you're sick at that size, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Like, he, I, I've been with him all day. He has not ate one fucking edible. He has not smoked weed. He's trying to get over this. He just did two hours for you guys with his fucking eyes barely open. Like, yeah. just, he didn't want to cancel on y'all. Like, 
I mean, that's the thing is that because like I see you, your life to me is unbelievable. I, I see nothing bad. You obviously have bad things in your life. I see Tom's life. It's yeah. great. I see Brendan's life. They're all having amazing lives. But the, then that same thing that Ralphie's life looked like. And then when you're on the bus with them and you just watch, you hear things being said to him from other people and you and you're listening and and you're watching him deal through the one of the most terrible times of his life. And you're just like, fuck, man. Yeah. Like you're like, cause you're, I mean, you just, you see the, the curtains pull back and for Ralphie, that was, that was, a, I mean, how he got through his life was unbelievable to me because he, what he went through every day and how he still gave the motherfucker texted me. I think it was a month before he died. I still have the text message and he's asking me and he's like, cause we got in a fight one time because he was like, Hey, you should have flown down a day early and got on the bus. I'm like, well, you didn't tell me to, he goes, you need to do it. Or next time you ain't working with me. Cause Ralphie would just get mad sometimes. Cause he was just, was just, he was going through so much. Yeah. And I was like, Ralphie, don't talk to me like that. I'm not your fucking bitch, dude. And he's like, he, and he's like, he's like, you need to calm down. We get an argument. Right. So we don't talk for a while. I apologize. A couple months later, things get ironed out. We're okay. But then a month before he died, he texts me. He's like, he kind of just like kind of started like a weird conversation. And then he was like, "Hey man, I'm a dick sometimes. I'm sorry." And then we apologized. I start, I start crying because I'm like, "He don't like." And I I'm, I still I'm like, "It's I think okay, he man." Sent a lot of those texts right before he died. Yeah, and he sent it. He and then and then he literally he was like, "But he's going." He's like, "I'm just I'm just going through a lot of stuff right now, man. Whenever you want me to call the clubs in L.A., I'll literally fly out on an issue to everyone who works there." And I'm like, "No, man, don't worry about me. Just yeah. worry about you right now." And he just and I saw him. I saw him. I think it was two weeks before he died. It was, it was at Stand Up Live, and he was the happiest I ever seen him. And I, um, I, I walked on stage at Stand Up Live, and it's always one of my goals to get a standing ovation at one of his crowds. So I walked on stage, and I did like 15 minutes. And uh, and when I'm walking off, um, like four people stand up and they give me like an applause break before I like. And I uh. He, uh, he 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 walked on and like and then he uh he's like he's like that was your standing ovation right there buddy i'm so proud of you and i just fucking well, i was just lost because it's just like that's that's he's like my dad he's more my dad than anybody else in my life you know yeah. and it just that was one of the that's one of the best moments of my life you know and then he just always he always cared about how i was doing he always cared hey man hey, do anything you want just don't touch that bottle of bourbon in the corner you know like you can bring any whores you want here just let me see one titty you know like that was his, yeah. he was just the best person ever he really was man like there i there was no better feeling than running into him at like montreal yeah and you just went because montreal like as big as you might get as a comic, you're always going to feel like an outsider. I think that's the nat nature of a comic. Yeah. But to go into that big bar in Montreal and see Ralphie Holden Court and know that you could go over there and you could sit down and he wasn't going to fucking be mean. He was just going to let you, oh, shit, Bar Kreischer. Yeah. Uh, he was the greatest, man. It, it, it bummed me out when he died. I was with my wife and her friend and Joey called me. And we were just talking about Ralphie. We were just talking about Ralphie. Yeah, him and him and Joey. That's why I've always wanted to meet Joey. Just because I've always you never wanted, met Joey. No, I never met Joey. I want. Uh, I wanted to meet him one time because I. I just want to talk with him because I, I was just. I mean, at the end of Ralphie's life, I was as much of a part of it as pretty much anybody. And, yeah. And I just. I've always wanted to meet him because I always hear their stories and you know. Dude. Joey and Ralphie, man. I wish I had video of this. There's a podcast me Joey me and Joey and Ralphie did one time, and we all I th I think i must have been drinking but i think we all got high but joey and ralphie were like going head to head with edibles and the, and, and at one point 
Ralph Ralphie falls asleep in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> and he's here. <laughs> and Joey's telling a story and then looks at him. There's no video. And he just starts pointing him like, and then all of a sudden Ralphie wakes up. And then Joey starts going out. Joey starts going out, right? When Joey gets really high, his eyes start going in the back of his head. And and then all of a sudden, I'm looking at two of them. And then Ralphie goes back to sleep. Now, Joey's might be out. Like, he's fucking way too high to talk. Ralphie's sound asleep. And I'm the one telling the story. No one's fucking listening. And then, and then Joey wakes Ralphie up, scares him. And he leaps up and lands on a fucking on a fucking one of my kids toys and destroys it dude you didn't have to say destroy it dude we we, we it destroyed it. it and then he called me up he goes player why you oh you your girls a baby house and i was like i don't know ralphie we're good dude that's so funny you bring up montreal too though because you know brian baldinger yeah yeah so brian um i was talking to him he was like he's like hey look tomorrow you do your set he's like you know you're gonna do well he's like just come off stage He's like, sit there if you want. He's like, you could just walk back to your hotel and take like an hour. Just take an hour. You, the, everyone be at the party. Just take an hour. Come down. And I was, I, I was like, no, I'm not gonna. Get it. I'm, I'm fine. I, 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 I should have been here last year. I, I don't yeah. care about this. this is, I'm, I'm not. This is a mean thing to me. I'm gonna do good. And literally had the, a perfect set, as best as it could have done it. And I walked off stage, and I literally because Ralphie had always talked about. He's always like, dude, we're gonna be in Montreal together. He's like, we're gonna fucking be up there. We're gonna go at the after party. We're gonna say fuck the industry. We're gonna get high as hell. We're gonna do the dirty show together. Yeah, me and you, partner. And I literally got off, and um, I just I sat in the back and I just cried in the room and then my girlfriend saw me and and I just like and I, I literally I just felt like I felt like I could like just feel Ralphie and I literally went back to the room and I just cried and I was like you'd be so proud of me Ben Ratliff his tour manager sprayed I went to his house a couple months ago he sprayed his cologne on me and I and like Ralphie's cologne because he has a bottle yeah. and dude I was just that's it, weird the way like you just you feel like he's there you, you know? smell a smell and you go oh fuck dude I can't smell colors by Benetton ever because it reminds me of the day i lost my virginity really yeah yeah you want <laughs> hey you want to do an interesting little fucking game with me swear to god if you're listening try to i don't even know if they make it get colors from by benetton and spray it on you and then at a meet and greet and then give me a hug and watch me go oh my god wait hold on is that benetton i dude i cannot say it gives me a panic attack yeah my yeah. girlfriend she wears the the perfume she wears is the lotion i used to jack off to it's the same smell Really? And yeah, you're talking about get it going. That I jacked fucking... off one time to mayonnaise. I couldn't eat mayonnaise for a while. You jacked off to mayonnaise, <laughs> not dude? Too, not, <laughs> to not mayonnaise. Two mayonnaise. Not two mayonnaise. Oh, mayonnaise. I jacked Ooh, off that blue mayonnaise. top. Take it off, you dirty bitch. <laughs> I watched, uh, there was this uh, sex therapist on HBO. And this is when I was younger. And she was like, uh, she would, it was really, it was really a, a fucking hot, uh, video I wonder what I wonder what this video is now this guy couldn't he had premature ejaculation problems yeah so she I mean it really was a brilliant ruse by this guy she got naked with him and then tried to teach him how to laugh but he kept coming fast and it was he was like oh, there I go again they're totally naked she's like a, a sexual therapist and she's trying to get him through this but he kept coming and then she was like I need you to like play with yourself before you come in here. And he was like, I, I've never done that. She was like, okay, well you can use any lubricant. She's like olive oil, mayonnaise. And I, I remember hearing mayonnaise and then cut to one night. I'm fucking need to jack off and I don't have Dude. anything. And there's mayonnaise. Dude, it really quick turns into like an oil, like 
dude. If but anyone's the smell ever jacked of off, it though, like it you smells can't... like you're eating a turkey sandwich. I get, I dude, I couldn't eat mayonnaise for a while because it reminded me that one time I jacked off with it. I what, can't believe I'm ta- fucking. Did telling your dick this smell story. like a fast food restaurant? Dude, like it smells month? like a fast food. It smells like a fucking sandwich. Like it smells just any jack off with mayonnaise trust me everybody what i feel like sometimes i say things and people are like what the fuck yeah that, um, that one that's yeah i i've jacked I'm off not with just gonna... about everything i've jacked off with ben gay before when i was a kid i'm trying i don't i mean i think i've just done the normal stuff you know like tears and I'm joking. Yeah, uh, tears. no i don't that's crazy ben gay dude oh yeah it was an accident it was yeah. not it did not turn out the way i wanted it to I uh, I was I was in high school and I had pulled my groin, and so I was l- putting Bengay on my groin, and then I was like, "Wee, hey, hey, yeah, yeah," and then I was like, a "Little, ooh, like, like, almost like, ooh, a little bit on my balls, whoa, whoa, whoa," and then I was like, "All right, let's let's light this up," and then next thing you know, it is on fucking fire. Yeah, that's not good. Fucking fire, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, do I go tell my parents? Like, what the fuck? Am I going to die? It was bad. Jacking off of Bengay is one of the worst feelings I've ever had. I, I mean, I don't think any. I don't have any stories like that. I, don't, I just, <laughs> yeah. I just use lotion. Jacked off of steam, where you go oh, to your hand. I'm joking now. now oh, I was, yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, you're losing me here on Jacked this. Jacked off with a whisper with a secret. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't like clowns. <laughs> you know, she didn't mean that. Here we go. <laughs> I, uh, I used to have a joke about I don't like clowns. I don't like clowns. And I don't like balloons. I think clowns should be forced to whisper their secrets into balloons so that when they pop, the clown's secret comes out. I was molested by a clown. <laughs> uh, and then Nate Bargatze's dad's a clown, so I can't really say that. That's yeah. His, you ever see, his, his dad's good though. Or his dad's a magician. His dad's a, his dad's a, a magician, clown. but he started as a yeah, clown. started as a clown. His so dad's was, a fucking killer magician. It, I saw him was, live at Zany's. Yeah, yeah. His dad. I think his dad opened. Have you ever put a dildo in your ass? No. 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 Yo. So I'll tell you this story. Uh, fucking my girlfriend, she'd wanted to do anal for a while, and we tried, and it just never worked. I mean, it just, yeah, I don't, and she said she's done it before. I'm just so confused. We're trying, and we can't do it. And so, we got have like use like our dildo. Her dildo is like a, like a pink dildo, like a, like seven, eight inches maybe. And, um, tiny, and tiny, <laughs> it's like super small dildo. No, it's, it's like about the size of my dick. Um, and so I'm like lubing her, like I'm lubing, and it's just not working. And I'm like, I'm getting annoyed because we're like, this is like 30 minutes, dude. And she, I'm like, quit being a little bitch, like, you know, and she's like, I'm gonna shove it up your ass. Then, like, she like begged me for like, 20 minutes and I was like no and then she's like this time we tried I was like okay I'm just gonna clinch my butt she's gonna try to do it it's not gonna go in right dude she lines it up one two three didn't even lube it and shoved the <laughs> I looked back all I saw literally was two A's in the triple A battery it my ass swallowed it and then she's looking at me because a couple weeks before one of her friends told her I was a gay she's like I promise she's gonna turn out gay and I'm like I'm not I'm not gay and then now I'm like I'm not I'm still not gay I just have a big butthole you know and then I get I nervous and it fucking sucks it out of her hand like it, like, it literally like suck like suction and she's then, like it's going it's going <laughs> did you watch the, like Infinity Wars when fucking Thanos like grabbed the gauntlet yeah, yeah. back inside of Spider-Man and just yanked it and and then she just her fucking face is just like gone and i'm like, I'm like hey because then it starts to come out yeah. and i was talking with mateo about mateo lane you know mateo yeah, i was talking yeah, yeah. to him i said start to come out he goes oh yes yeah, feel like you're gonna shit and it's so the physical and then i'm like hey get the fuck out of this room she's like no this is like let me see it let me see i'm like no get the fuck out of here i may shit on this entire bed right now <laughs> and then it just came out and it felt unbelievable <laughs> it felt so good like and then like i like i finished off and then no <laughs> but she literally she her face to like this day like i just have like and then trey has a joke about it that he's like we have huge like rednecks have huge like buttholes and i'm like i guess so man because like i did it, i did not feel it 
Like it, it wasn't even like it was like like she can't even get a tip in. I like it was like as a fucking day at the park, like a little, like a little breeze. Like you ever get You're a, a pool? Big guy. You got a big ass. Yeah, dude. I have the biggest asshole. Like like I, <laughs> one of my friends is like calls me a one upper, and he's like a gay dude. He's like even you can you can even take bigger dicks than gay dudes. I'm like, well, I mean, if we're gonna start measuring them out, probably so. I mean. You, that, you, this, is your, this is my impression of your first night in prison. You guys are going to be surprised at this. I'm telling you right now, this is going to surprise the majority. Of Look, you. I'm probably going to beat most of y'all's ass, but like, <laughs> if it goes the other way, you're not going to be mad. <laughs> I love the guys. I used to ask guys, uh, if you're in prison and you, you had to have anal sex or oral sex with a guy, what would you pick? And I, mm. love, I love the guys that go, oh, I'd fight. And I go, okay, after you get beaten up and they are holding yeah, you down, which yeah. one are you picking after that? Because there's no way you're going to fucking fight off 10 guys that want to fuck your ma- mouth. Yeah, that's, yeah. I always thought about that because I was always like, I'd always think I'd choose oral. And- how did you never get, a, how did you never go to prison? Bro, I never, so I've, I had, I've almost had it happen. I was at a party one time, cop comes there, puts us, uh, puts everybody to the side. Then one of the dudes, uh, cop walks by, he's everybody's name. One of the dudes fucking hits the cop, knocks the fucking cops out. Everybody takes off running. Uh, I was at one, I, I was at Tuscaloosa one time. What's the statue? This, I don't, I'm, I was somewhere one time and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the fucking statue of limitations on things. So I'm like, I was somewhere and my buddy had $1,400, had it in an envelope, put it in the car. Okay. Okay. We come back out of the car. We can't find it. And he left the door open. He's like, fucking somebody stole it. And it was his dad's money that he had because his dad shot his uh, his mom and they were in prison. So he got the money out of the bank for the, I think, jail collector or whatever. So he has the money we can't find. So we go back in the bar. We get drunk. I pay for the drinks. We come back out. I find the money in between my seat. So we're fucking wasted at this point. We just found the money. We're fucking lit. Pop some beers in the car. We're driving. My buddy has like an old fucking Subaru or whatever. And uh, a Jeep, brand new Jeep pulls up beside us. And he's like, you want to race it? I'm like, yeah. Of course, we're definitely gonna do this. So we fucking rev up, and the Jeep's like looking over, like like <laughs> it's like it's like it's like a, like Usain Bolt at like a fucking Special Olympic race. Like, what yeah. are you even doing? Like, you know. So we fucking line up. We take off as we're taking this turn. Literally, a cop comes by, flicks on its lights, and then I like sober a little bit because I'm like. This is my life right now. Like I, and this was when I, li- I think I just did Comedy Central, yeah. and I was like, I'm fucking dead, dude. I'm dead. And then he literally takes a turn, tries to turn this place before the cop turns around, slams into an embankment, car turns off, beer from the front of the uh, back of the car flies up, cooler hits the windshield, cracks the windshield, beer falls everywhere, cold water all on us, and my, like my, like we're just sitting there, and the car rolls back, the cheap drives by and goes fucking pussies, and then <laughs> and then we're, we're freaking out. I look at him, I'm like, hey. That's my buddy Lewis. I'm like, hey man, I'm I'm gonna have to run. I can't I can't do this. He said, no, I got it, I got it, I got it. Literally, car turns on, fucking w- front lights are all bashed up. He takes a right, pulls into a like a parking deck. We yeah. wait like 20 minutes, and then I'm sitting there and I'm like, we just fucking how in the fuck did we just get away with this? Yeah. So we back out, we drive, we get to a stoplight. We're like two stoplights before like the the side road where we can get home, and uh, we at the stoplight pulling up is the fucking black jeep and right behind it is the fucking cop car and then and we have no lights by the way at this point and we're just sitting there and i'm just like uh, you know there's nothing we can do and they, they pull off and we're right behind them and then we take a left they take a right and then but then lewis is a fucking idiot because then that night we also go mud riding in that same car and we get stuck in the fucking mud all night he tears up his transmission and we sleep in fucking 30 degree weather but yeah, that was one time I should have went to jail. I got in a fight in Nashville one time. I, put, I shoved the dude out of an Uber. Yeah, I mean, I should have been to jail a bunch of times. I just, I always like, once, like, I, I can sober up quick. So it's just like, once the cops start getting, like, involved, I can be like, you know, we're ducking done with this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, people always wonder. I never have, I never had the illegal part of my brain, although I don't, 
Leanne's always pointed out, I don't believe rules apply to me. Um, in a weird way, I never felt like rules applied to me. So, But I'm a big rule follower. Yeah. So, like, so I never drink and drive, but if Leanne's driving, I always make a cocktail for the road. Yeah. Like, and, like, I'd, I would never fly with marijuana, but, I'll like, now I do because you can t- fly out with an ounce. Oh, but, fuck. For yeah, real? Yeah, you can leave LA with, LA That's with an ounce. And so I never really fly with marijuana. Now I will when when it's like uh, November first. I will, um, but Leanne, um, like I, one time I asked Leanne to bring it. Like I, it's a, I, have a, I have a weird rule system set up in my yeah, head. Yeah, that's I. I feel like I'm the same way in a lot. Like if I tip someone at a bar five dollars, I'm like, this is my bar now. Like I just t- I just tipped you like more than everybody else tipped you. Yeah. So like I can I can shit on this bar if I want to. Like I have like that weird like thing. Yeah, I I I understand that. I've never you know I just I've never like and I drink I drink and drive. I used to dr- I don't do it anymore because I don't I don't drink as much now. But I used to drink and drive like that wasn't even a thing. I would Dude. I would drive to Atlanta all the time from Brookwood and I literally would like drink what like that was casual drinking. That where I was like, it well might that's be a the South. That's the South. Kimberly Congdon. Uh, who's dating Luis J. Gomez, but is a comedian on her own. Like, she is a legit yeah, yeah. comedian. Uh, I, one time we were talking about Florida, and we were like, oh, yeah, driving with a beer in your lap is not was not a... Like, especially if you were out in the boat, and, like, like you'd get in the car, beer in your lap, pull the boat up out of the water, drive down the street, kill the beer before you got out of the park. Like, it just wasn't... Like, it. I didn't drink and drive. I did. I'm sure I did, but I didn't drink and drive a, a lot, only because my dad was a lawyer... And he was like, I will fucking kill you if I ever noticed you're drinking and driving. Oh, my, my mom will murder me. But it, it just, I just got, because I, I was so. But I got in cars with everyone who was drinking and yeah, driving. Yeah, yeah. No, like we had one time where we were, everybody was drinking and driving. My buddy uh, was, uh, Daniel was driving the car. I'm in the back seat and I like pull out my phone. We're all drinking. And I pull out my phone and like have fake police lights and it freaks him out and he oh, swerves, shut the fuck takes up. a fucking left, shut hits, the f- this gate's usually open. The gates lock for the first time at low water. Fucking swerves, hits a fucking uh, the the this like pole, huge thick, like probably this th- thick thick yeah. pole, and then fucking hits a tree and goes up. The fucking chick, I see this happening because we're just swerving. We're going, we're on a dirt road going seventy. I lock my arms out behind the seat because I'm just, you know. But then in the front seat, it was my buddy Jesse with a girl in his lap, and then so in there, and then little, and then I don't even realize at the time. I just you know do what I can, and then if we wouldn't hit that tree, it literally would have just took the fucking top of the car off, and we Holy just got out, shit. threw the fucking beers, you know, and was and, and they, Jesse was cut up. Um, he he had glass on cut up from him, and then I think the girl on his lap she was cut too. I was I had a busted lip from it, but so wait, so where did you move in Vegas? I want to talk to you about Vegas. I want to talk to you about I gotta go fucking take my kids to Menchie's tonight. You're good. I want to I want to talk to you about Vegas, and I want to talk to you about your special. Yeah, okay, cool. So to, I don't want to end on the special because people always go. I feel like people tap out when you're promoting yeah. stuff. No. Tell me about the special. So I uh, I got a special coming out on Epics. Uh, it's like a it's like a half hour. I like the idea of it. The way, what did, when's it air? It airs October 26th. October 26th on Epics. You can get a a free trial and um and how do you, you get the free trial? It. Do you know? You just you just go on Epic. You can you can you if you have Epics, it's actually a good channel. Uh, it's between HBO and Showtime. That's, that's Friday. Yeah yeah Friday. Right, we're airing this. Thursday morning. Yeah, but you can you can air it any time because it, it streams, so it's not a big deal. Are you sure? Yeah, but I mean, I mean, if you can, well, the, then let's air it the next sooner week. the sooner you can air it, the best. But if it, you, like, it doesn't matter. I, let's I air just it. we'll air it next week. Yeah, next week. Because yeah, because it, it's all good with the promotion. Um, so I we, they shot it. It's like 
biography comedy style so a lot of things i said they have interviews about like about like the south about my upbringing my mom and stuff like that and they have like stand up and, and it, they shot it the way it's shot is beautiful i mean because yeah. the way they had the cameras and we shot at the punchline in atlanta which is awesome it was one of the first places that ever featured me and um it was it was beautiful and i, I we we shot it there it comes out october 26th I'm, I'm not sure what time but you can you can stream it anytime on there download the app you can check it out and it's i mean it, i saw zaynab's and it was I, I was beautiful. Who's Zainab? You know Zainab? I don't think so. Um, she's a she's a very funny comic, and um, I saw hers there. And it's produced by Wanda Sykes. Wanda oh, Sykes great. is the whole, It's called Unprotected Sets. And they're oh, yeah. Great. What I love is that they're airing a bunch of them, and it's like. And I was talking with Zainab, and she's like, "Yeah, I get people watch mine every time a new one comes on, because then they go back and watch the whole the whole oh, season." Oh, that's awesome. Of. Yeah, man, and I'm I'm super pumped about that it's like you know it's it's my first real big one you know and it's a big deal yeah man it means and that's a good way to step into it how long how long how much material do you do uh i think i did uh 25 30 minutes that's a perfect fucking first step in yeah yeah it's because it's tight you can do that on the road and yeah. and and you don't you're not burning everything you have yeah you see a lot of young comics go out and do hours early yeah an hour is burning everything you've ever written yeah no like that's... i said it took me 10 years to write my first hour Seven years to write my, or like six or seven years to write my next one, and now I'm doing them every year, but I think it's because I've been doing it 20 years, and I know how to turn material a lot quicker. Yeah, no, that's like, with this, when they asked me about it the first time, they were like, they wanted like exclusivity, and I was like, no, I'm not giving, because I, I, like, I, I'll do this, but I, I, this can't be like, like, you know, so just like that amount of time, no exclusivity on it, kind of just, you know, doing it, it's perfect, and the first, I went on the taping, I went, I think, second on the first taping. Who all, who all do they have? Um, there's a bunch of people on mine in particular it was uh, me Mia Jackson I don't know if you know Mia I know Mia Jackson very well love Mia Jackson <laughs> she's a terrible person but she's like my best friend so I'm Mia Jackson I've known Mia Jackson for probably 15 years yeah because she used to work the old punchline like yeah. her and Amy are good friends yeah um, yeah she's she's been around she's I love Amy or I love Mia so much and then uh, Yudoye Travis I don't know if you know Yudoye uh -uh. he's so it was us three and then they had like another like guy so they filmed us all like three and the the way they shot it the first time they had all the cameras to the left which kind of I was like you got to equal them out more because of the crowd but it's still it the first it the first one that they use all of that it, yeah. it it really looked good That's I mean great. it looked it looked great man and I'm I'm uh I'm I'm just I'm so happy for Dare you know I'm doing some dates uh can I plug dates of course yeah yeah, yeah but I want to I want to talk oh, about go ahead, Vegas go ahead, too yeah. yeah but when what dates you uh, I got uh November eighth through tenth at Comedy Works um South which is yeah that my favorite it's Wendy One of the best clubs in the entire world. I love her so much I've had B clubs that wouldn't headline me and and she's amazing uh, and then December twelfth the Columbus Funny Bone uh, I'm doing there yeah. uh, December thirteenth I'm doing a spot in Nashville December fourteenth I'm doing uh um nash or no december 13th huntsville december 14th nashville december 15th i'm doing a show with oscar p in birmingham and then january 27th i'm doing the comedy catch in chattanooga those are all dates you'll have material you did not see on the special come out and see it you know so great. so talk to me about vegas i love it i would never what got you to vegas though look so again this is a weird thing i'll never live here I will never live in LA. Why? I look don't look here's here's one reason why I would love to live in LA. Yeah. And, and Brian Baldinger said this. I would love to live here because I'm missing out on camaraderie and and, and the early <laughs> stages of growing up with comedians. So yeah. like so like I'll the only way I get on this podcast with you is because I know you. Yeah. But it's like it's like I don't know Brendan Schwab or Brian. Love those guys. I I, I really don't know Thea. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like, so I don't know them. So it's like, I don't, and I don't get to see them every night, you know? So it's just like, I miss out on that. I miss out on the young comedians where we're at the store and we're hanging out and we're trying to get up and then we do and we all have, I miss out on that, but I'm, I'm kind of a little past some of that anyways, but it's, I, I don't get to have that aspect of it. But that's pretty much all I'm missing because in Vegas, I'm I'm getting a house there. I'm building a podcast space in my house for a house, three bedroom, two bath for 1400 a month. Uh, my girlfriend lives there. Um, she dances. Perfect place for her to live. It's a cheap airport to fly out of. I had a chemistry test here in L.A. for a show that I just booked. I can't talk about it yet, but 20 episodes. Great show. I had a chemistry test. I was like, hey, well, I'm working on Thursday. They're like, well, we'll just fly you here. They flew me here, did the chemistry test, flew back, two shows in Vegas at the Comedy Cellar. Yeah. And I worked the Comedy Cellar in Vegas almost every week there. That's great. I I, I I would like to live here because I want to I want to do those podcasts. I, I want to be around. I, I want to meet Rogan. I want to I want to meet these people. But at the same time, it's like if I lived here, I'm not I'm going to I'm not going to have that life because, oh, yeah, I got an epic special. No one gives a fuck here. That means nothing. And like the spots at the store, I'm not at the store. I'm not at the Laugh Factory. I'm not at the Improv. I would get occasional spots here and there. In Vegas, I get up uh, at least two times that's, a night. That's the way you got to look at this business is like it does, you can you can be hanging out. I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. So like when I was young, I worked the door at the Boston Comedy Club. That flyer behind your head is the one I used to hand out. And uh, Barry Katz. Yeah. And uh, and people were like, hey, man, you're not going about it right. You should you should hang out and wait until they get you on and then earn your way and I was like yeah but I'm not good at stand up and yeah. I think I should be doing stand up and they're like yeah but you're not gonna be good like that's you just gotta wait and I was like yeah but this way I'm getting up every time and it's, it's so important that stand up is the mark, marketing yourself and, and networking is definitely a part of it but it's only it only works when you're a great stand up like yeah. my, my networking is phenomenal uh brennan Schaub, all the names you just named are all friends of mine yeah and and, and now I, I met them organically i didn't network into meeting anyone technically yeah. but like but like it's great to have a bunch of friends that are all very successful and can help you out and go and uh, brendan and brian hit me up and they were like hey man uh congrats on the special when do you want to promote it and that's awesome but that does not work if I don't do stand up. If, if those guys don't respect me as a stand up, yeah. they don't hit me up. There's and so what you're doing by just being a good stand up, like going, I'm going to be a great stand up. I want to be a great stand up. I'm going to focus on my stand up, and then everything else will come. Yeah, that's the focus. That's, that's the thing, dude. Is. I did it on the road. I never was in L.A. I mean, I, I mean, I lived here, and I do the improv every now and then. I never did the store, but my in my head, I was like. My money's on the road. I can make money on the road. Not a ton, but I can make enough to live. Support my family. I'll do spots in the city when need be. I'm not getting passed at the store. In my head, I was like, that's not going to happen. What will happen is I'll get to a place where is they go, well, we can't deny it anymore. You should work here. Yeah. And that is what happened for me is, I, mean, I don't know if Adam said technically I can't deny it, but he was like, he was like, you know, you should be working at the store. And I was like, that's what it meant, was meant to happen for yeah. me. And so... And and thank God that happened when it did. I I really do believe you're doing the right thing by doing stand up. That's the that's all it is. I, I for a while I lost track of that. I was in New York. I had to be there for commercial auditions. I had to be there for movie auditions. But you were getting up every that. night in New York. I was not. 
I was every not. time I was there, you were getting up. Well, I, I, cause well, so when you were there, a lot of times I was just there. I wasn't getting up places. Oh, really? And when I mentioned, I mentioned, uh, the seller to the stand one time and they got mad with me and never booked me there again. Yeah. That's, and, that's the tricky part when you're yeah. young is they can well, play I, you. I was just happy. I was like, dude, Kevin's going to be giving me a vouch at the stand or at the seller. This is all. And then they were just like, and then they never booked me again. But it's so here's my thing with it's because I so it's like, okay, so here's my here's my life now. And by the end of the year from what I'll be doing, I'll have all my debt paid off, start working on my teeth. Okay, I'll have a full podcast studio with four comedians coming into the cellar every single week. Four comedians have their own following that are own people. I worked with them, become their friends. We meet that it's organically, you know, it's not like forced. And I'm like, hey, you want to come over the house, smoke a cigar, do a podcast, have a podcast building that I have a show coming out that has 20 episodes on it. It's going to be it's on a it's a big show i gain a social media following i'm in stand up getting up i go to the cellar in new york uh, one weekend every month i do the friday and saturday do seven to eight shows cst kiss babies do stand up come back to vegas see my girlfriend i'm happy yeah. happiness has I've, I've wrote twice as much being happy when i lived in new york i was miserable i didn't write anything the weekend i worked with you in buffalo yeah i, I don't know if you want me to say what you did for me at the end of the weekend i don't know you know well you gave me three hundred dollars Oh. You, I didn't ask for it. You just, you yeah. literally, because remember, you remember I, had to buy, I had to buy my own hotel that weekend. Do you remember that? And yeah. I had to go, so I had to buy my own hotel that weekend. Oh, that was. In Buffalo at the Helium, because yeah. they, they don't have hotels for features. So I bought my own hotel with, and I wanted to work with you again so bad. And I bought my own hotel, and then there was no Uber to come to the club. Remember, it was like $45 to get a fucking yeah. cab to the club. Oh, yeah, now I do remember yeah. that. And yeah. so then I remember getting there. I didn't know that, and I had a little bit of money, like, and then I was so, I had money saved for the fucking cabs. During the day, that week, I wasn't eating during the day. I was getting, I was trying to get food from the club and take it back to the fucking places. I didn't have any money to eat on. Yeah. And then at the end of the weekend, you were sitting there, we were drinking, you're like, man, it was fun. We're with you uh and then like you're like here you go and i was like no i can't take that you're like shut the fuck up and you gave me three and the club gave an extra hundred and that was the reason i fucking paid rent that month yeah i do that was back when like now i now i it's man not mandatory but i definitely when i work with someone i tip them out but that was like the i think that was probably the first time so i remember i was like i was like hang out with me and you're like yeah great I got like a forty-five minute ride back to the. I got to take a cab. No, yeah, yeah, no, no. So at, at, at the at the, I hung out with you then, but the stress factor. Remember, I had to leave because they didn't have a club either, and yeah. I, I had to take a train. And I was like, look, if I don't t- catch this, I got a fucking six a.m. out of here. Yeah. And then I was lucky enough to work with you then, and and that was just. I mean, that that meant the fucking world to me. That's why if anybody ever asked me, like I always said, like, there's like that that just meant so more than you knew that fucking time. Like yeah. I was, I had no money <laughs> and I was, well, just, we got to get you on one of these dates on this theater tour. Yeah. Let me know, man. I'll, I'll come on any of them you want. Just let me yeah, know. Cause you're fun as fuck to hang around out with. Yeah, man. I, I would love to hang out. We got fucking, we can work out too, man. I gotta get down to two twenty. Yeah. I gotta be a uh, fuck me. Yeah. Well, that was, what was that? An hour 40? Yeah. That's yeah, not man. bad. No problem. Um, dude, uh, I, I, I'm rooting for you. Like, like, and I, I know, look, it, this man. business is just takes a while. Like yeah. and, and I say that because you're still young. Yeah, 25. Dude, you're, this is going to be a fun ride for you. But just take your time with it and enjoy it. Get good at stand-up. Work at stand-up. Work on the podcast. Do the podcast. Don't worry about followers. Don't worry about money. Be poor when you're young. That's the fun time to be poor. Yeah. Don't Trust me. Being poor when you're older sucks dick. No. Yeah. Sucks <laughs> dick. But It's not fun and let right it, now. Dude, you can be poor. You can be poor. I, 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 I mean, I like I'm, I'm making it sound worse than it was, but I was poor as a grown up, like grown up, grown up, and it's fine. But do the hard work, man. I, I think, I think you're super talented. You're, f- and I don't give a fuck about any of that. You're fun to be around. 
You're just fun to be around. You're, That's you're the best thing. I, I got good that personality, fucking funny, big giggler. You don't cause drama. Dude, that <laughs> laugh. Dude, we've, I, me and you have had so many fucking good times yeah, on the road man. together. Yeah. I got to get you on this, on this road. Hey, on any this day tour. you want me to come, let me know. I'm 100% Hit now. up Reg and, uh, and find a, find a tour weekend that would be good. And then, I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know how Ralphie did it. I, all I can say is how Bert's doing it. Yeah. And I don't know. Well, I mean, I Ralphie the, paid 2000 a gig. Oh, and, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Ralphie paid 2000 a gig with first class Delta One. So, I mean, <laughs> do, if you, do you want to dishonor Ralphie's memory? Uh, yeah. Yo, when Tom posted that picture of you on Red oh, Day, Ralphie fucking. died. I was, no, no, do you, I will talk in a second. The Wait, day, tell the day me. I, the, no, the, the, no, the day I, you know how I found out Ralphie died? Uh-huh. I was on a cruise ship. No Wi-Fi. I get random texts every now and then. I get a text from Jeff Die. Hey man, I heard what happened. Hope you're okay. And I'm like, did my mom die? What's going on? I text back. I'm like, hey man, what's going on? He's like, oh, I can't tell you. And he's like, you don't know, right? And I'm like, yeah, I can't be the person that tells you this. And I get like four text messages. Hope you're okay. Hope you're okay. I'm losing my shit. And then someone says, Ralphie die. I'm a, I'm on a, I'm on a cruise by myself for the next 24 hours. I walk to the fucking buffet. I'm literally wearing sunglasses. And everybody's like, oh, comedians, badass. I'm literally crying underneath. Yeah. I have a show the next day when I get off. I walk into the green room of the Laughing Skull with sunglasses, trying to be like, you know, and everybody's like making fun of me while I'm just crying about my dead friend. Yeah. It was just, yeah, that was the worst time of my life. And then Tom found out on a fucking, fucking picture. <laughs> But then Tom posted that I was like, I I, I was Christ and I just was like, fuck, that's so funny though. I'm such a fucking cunt. <laughs> He's got a picture. Did you see this picture of him with uh, Larry uh, Larry King? No, I opened for Tom like Look at seven how years ago. Fucking ridiculous! Oh my god, how crazy is that? That's the first thing that came up on Instagram, dude. It's a picture of Kim Congdon, who we already talked about yeah. on this podcast, and Ralph May. I'm, I promise you, man, I don't believe in religion. I don't believe... Whatever you believe is fine. That's fine. Do whatever you want with your God. But I swear to God, I believe in spirits. I've done Dude, shows. Dude, that's, that's, that's a perfect way to end this podcast is that we're talking about this and all of a sudden Ralphie comes up on my Instagram. Ralphie's alive. He's still here. He, I swear to God, he's still here. The day is Memorial Strike. Sound asleep in this man cave. Yep. We don't want to wake him up too bad because <laughs> he'll fall on something. God, I miss that guy. Rest in peace, Ralphie. God, I miss that guy. He was the best person. Dude, thank you for doing this. No problem, man. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate and, uh, it. October 26th, everybody on Epics. October yep. 26th. Yep. Rocky Dale Davis Jr. Thank you, buddy. <laughs>